Blog Talk Radio. Independence Day Eve. Uh, 
I'm your host, Travis Bryant, and uh, it is the, again, the East Coast cast. Cameron Hawkins will join us ASAP, but in the meantime, let me go ahead and give out all the pertinent information. If, well, first, before we get to letting you know how to, uh, to reach us, if you don't believe that the Ray Charles version of America the Beautiful should 50 years ago, whatever the hell he first sang it, should have been the damn national anthem. You police, I don't trust you. That is. Wow. Every time. Every time. Every time I hear that song. I mean, one of my favorite songs. Tremendous. <laughs> right, I'm ready to I'm ready to go to boot camp, whatever the country needs, all the quotes. Ask not what you can do for your country, all that, after I hear that song. Straight up. Uh, so, yeah. So, if you don't think the Ray Charles edition of America the Beautiful should be the national anthem, you police, don't listen to this show. <laughs> no, you kidding, sort of. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, all the ways to get at it. Two ways to have your voice heard. First way, hit us up. Call us on the Constellation line. I will... We'll talk to you live on air, 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. The other way to have your voice heard is to drop us a voicemail. You've got three unadulterated minutes on the voicemail line to ask questions, uh, uh, tell us your comments, uh, rant, rave. Uh, He prays upon thee. 415-787-5229. That is the number for the voicemail. Once again, that's 415-787-5229. You can also drop us an email. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Once again, that's East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. We've got one VIP, one non-VIP so far. So, yes, uh, remember to indicate somewhere in the subject line or in the body of the email which portion of the show you'd like your email read. Hit us up on Twitter. Find the show at East Coast Cast. Find my personal Twitter at Treadlord. Find Cam at Seahawk. That's C-E-E, Hawk. Um, All kinds of conversation happens. Conversations happening across those three Twitters. Uh, And the last bastion of Get At It, find us on Facebook. The Facebook fan page can be found at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. So give us a like, uh, tag your wrestling buddies uh, in the uh, thing, let them know about the page, and y'all know how that whole deal works. So without further and let's uh, bring on Cameron Hawkins, our, uh, our co-host indeed. Cam, what's happening? Are we celebrating America? I mean, when you hear the Ray Charles version of America the Beautiful, how can you not? That was my point. Like, oh. inspiring as fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you might maybe you know. that. I played the whole damn thing to a whole two and a half minutes. Thank you for listening oh, nice. to this damn song. Yeah, salute to America. Um, you know, Kurt Angle and the Patriot and Hacksaw Jim Duggan and uh, Dusty Rhodes and Cody Rhodes. 
and Dustin Ruddles and uh, I, is anybody else? Somebody else like that? I mean, no much. Yeah. Uh, that was about Brad Ray Brands and Scotty Riggs wait, wait. and uh, Chad Gable and Jason. Now you just named the name. Now you just named the name. And uh, uh, LAX and <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's just, it's my, I think I ran out. I think I'm good. Yeah. So what's going on? How's everything? Oh, yeah, not too much. Everything's cool. Um, you know, easing into 4th of July. Um, yeah, really, uh, I, I think we're still a month or two off, but, like, this is a pretty cool, like, three-day swing of, of wrestling. And then, I'm, you know, it's getting to the point where, depending on when AEW might have, like, their pay-per-views, we could be talking about you know, a week or two a year where it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of just straight uh, news and analysis well, then you just and breakdowns. Thursday and then SmackDown's on Friday. Because it's, it's not Tuesday. It won't be Tuesday. Oh, yeah, because Tuesday will be gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're right. But that's, yeah, but that's still like. So in a sense, uh, it'll just be like an entire week because you'll have Tuesday and Thursday yeah. off. But wrestling Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like, yeah, but, it really won't be a gap. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. Or, um, or when there isn't an AEW and you do the lead up to it and you got Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Um, but, yeah. So I'm, like, like kind of preparing for that. But uh, I don't think they're... Things are good. Things are great. It's just um, figuring out. Like I got, I, I joked in the group, and I was only half joking. Like you know, we have to. It's going to be a production meeting sometime over this summer. Um, yeah. For how we're going to do things, because things are, you know, like it's one thing when we kind of bleed over into an NXT, but NXT is still like all our audience doesn't watch NXT. Even though it'd be nice if they did. So, you know, that's. AEW is going to be different because we're going to want to have two eyes on that while it happens because we might get that call where I need you to be watching this and talk about it in an hour from now. So, you know. Yep. Just thinking about... Well, I don't know. Wednesday, that'd be a little... Process. That'd be a little much. Like, hey, man. That's a lot. Well, three hours. How do you want me to... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Oh, okay, no, I'm like, shit, matter of fact. I'm, I'm fucking around and have a legitimate reason. Like, hey, we're actually still recording, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when you know that's that's nice when you have a team, and uh, other Absolutely. folks can do, can do things. So. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me, I have a computer open, checking the Twitter machine. Uh, yeah. Uh, why not? So anyway, um, what's uh, what's the thing of the week? What's the what's the big story? What's the big headline coming out of the last seven days of wrestling and wrestling um, TV? I mean, the 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 news. The news is definitely, um, you know, because I, I was even mad when it happened, Travis. Because I think it was Thursday when we got the 
the information Thursday or Friday that Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff were all of a sudden named executive you know, producers of the titles. Uh, it felt like it was like Wednesday at midnight as soon as we got them finished, yeah. uh, so finished recording VIP. Like, oh, I had to talk about it on on South Congress. Like, and and what's interesting when you have a a co-host who doesn't watch wrestling but is your age, he was definitely watching wrestling in 1998. So, right. you know, that was a conversation to have. Um, but yeah, so. The way it seems to be structured is that, uh, you know, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff um, are overseeing Raw and SmackDown. Vince McMahon still having his final say. And we kind of got our first taste of that Monday night, uh, you know, with Paul Heyman being in charge. And the information we were given um, was that, you know, Paul Heyman and Vince McMahon were sitting side by side. And, um, you know, Paul was. Head coach, and I mean, he's an offensive coordinator, and this man was head coach. In, in, this, in the terms of, he doesn't necessarily call him the plays, but if something, this is a little bit wrong, Vicky jump in, but it seemed like Paul Heyman got to run the show, as it were. Um, you're, you're, you're coming through a little muffled. Uh, by the way. Okay. I'll fix that. Is that better? Very much it is. Okay. So, yeah. It's, um, Paul Heyman seems to have over over everything. Um, yeah, we got I thought a, a really interesting and, and noteworthy and tonally different raw um, that people did seem to enjoy. Yeah, I thought this was two weeks in a row. It, it, although last week last week's raw wasn't the announcement hadn't been made. Those things weren't in place. Um, and. And 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 Raw this week was was the, the major for me deal was the most newsworthy uh, happening was the street profits being on Raw, not the angle, not the big explosion and all the stuff that they did for it was the street profits being there, being the street profits. So um, that's something to uh, certainly put a pen in. Okay, we'll you know we'll get to this later and see where this goes. But it was just them backstage interacting with different folks, wearing their NXT tag team tied the championship belts, and, you know, just being yeah, them. And, and especially in loud. Like Paul Heyman, not not. Travis and Cameron, but I have every reason to believe that if anyone is, is searching out tweets of people that are deemed cool in wrestling, um, you know, to talk about it in Twitter, I, I would believe that to be all handled. Um, Street Profits and Montez Ford specifically are one of those acts that everybody just has these high hopes for. And so, for that to be kind of the first thing we see from Paul Heyman, it's like, okay, finger on the pulse, as we expect Paul Heyman to have, he does. You know? Um, so that's kind of my first takeaway of that. Uh, yeah, and then when you just kind of look at the show top to bottom, and um, I, I don't want to 
get too far down the rabbit hole because I think that, you know, AEW is just as big of a talking point this week. But um, you, know, you look at the Mike and Maria angle. You look at what happened with Bobby Lashley and, and Braun Strowman. You look at uh, kind of the, the last two weeks of building to a Ricochet-AJ match and the last month or so of building to, you know, a club uh, reunion. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's a lot to, a lot of things that felt different than what we usually saw um, in, in a good way. Yeah, and it's and and how much of the club stuff can we put on Heyman? As you said, it's definitely been it's obviously been they've been thinking about it. And maybe they weren't going to go. Maybe Heyman pulled the trigger and you know literally said, "Hey, we're, we're going with this this week." Uh, well, I, let me temper that because he could suge- make this suggestion, and I don't want to p- pretend like there or he is in charge of anything. So uh, I don't ever mm-hmm. forget that. Um, but there were there were some things in place that got paid off, and, and, and uh, the club officially forming, and AJ turning heel and, uh, was was all was all good, all really good. Yeah, I I, I would like to uh, speaking of Vince McMahon acknowledge that. I was wrong, but I was wrong in a, in a. I said it would be six weeks before we stopped the uh, no wrestling during commercials and all these goddamn two out of three balls and that's just justified bullshit. And they stopped at SmackDown last night. I was like, oh, because last night or on Monday, Corey had to talk about uh, all the other two out of three balls matches in like the last two weeks. And it just sounded ridiculous. Like this thing is not going to be worth shit in 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 six weeks. Like I said, it would be over by. And maybe it's a raw SmackDown thing. We'll have to wait till Monday. But um, they went right back to the old way of let's just you know take our breaks strategically, but we got to have breaks during. Well, not we got to, but when we have breaks during the matches, we'll just. Have the little cutaway like they do with the little in-screen box, um, or they do what they have to do to do a rest hold for two something. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. shit got so used to that over the last twenty years. When they went away from it, it was just like, what the hell? Because they had, the way they justified it was just contrived and bullshit, and you can't do that week in and week out. I think they realized after a week and a half of it, like, oh yeah, this is this is ridiculous. And again, we'll see Monday and then again Tuesday next week if they hold to it. So. Do you, was there any kind of, like, you think about Raw and Heyman, like, oh, this was noticeable, this kind of had a tonal change, uh, difference. Was there anything I mean, with yeah, SmackDown? The camera, angles, the camera angles with the Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman. Uh, I'm talking about SmackDown. Is, uh... Not really. SmackDown seemed yeah. more more by the numbers. I did think that was a solid show. Um, I like seeing, um, you know, Apollo Cruz and and Andrade get to go at it. Uh, but no, nah, I think SmackDown was more by the numbers. It was not a bad. Thing. It was still like good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just mean whether true or false, there are some things you can point to on Monday's Raw that you can say, oh, maybe 
Heyman had a hand in that or some whatever, whatever. But I don't think SmackDown, you're like, oh, oh yeah. this is official. Anything different. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's, there's some character development with Kofi, but I don't know if that's just not a natural progression of what he's been doing. Like, it's harder with the acts that are on both shows to say this stands out or this doesn't. Um, because you feel like that's one big story. Uh, but no, not really. I, I thought it looked about, you know, about, about, about two. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Bischoff on SmackDown. Um, yeah, what were you going to say about Bra- you were uh, Braun and some camera angles? Yeah, if you look at the the, the camera angles with the Braun Strowman Bobby Lashley thing, just how they had like the still camera where nobody seemed to be moving. Um, that was kind of like way off in the background as they were working on them. You know, you've Corey Graves yelling, "Holy shit!" Like. There were there were some different things just production wise. Um, yeah, I mean some of it was subtle, some of it was a bit more heavy handed, but yeah, I mean I, I thought that I liked the tone, I liked the pacing, I, I thought it was I thought it was good. And again, like I thought that the the, act, the the people they needed to highlight, they highlight. I think that's a big thing. Um, you know, Undertaker seems to be like really all in on this uh, on this angle. Hopefully they they blast through that. Um, the Seth Becky stuff is still like buddy, buddy. too cute to me. Like, Way too cute. but what was one thing they did do? Um, even though Braun, um, even though Baron Corbin did come out for the uh, for Lacey's match, they didn't have them do a long diatribe at the beginning of the show or at any point during the show. Like they had him in the backstage promo. They had him come out to support her during the match. And that was it. Like, like the, the promo they did in Corbett slowing down was 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 well done. Like he's yeah. backstage cutting the promo. She's got her back turned to the camera. What was she look like fixing her hair in the mirror, or doing something? Mm. And then when it was her time to talk, it wasn't like it was obviously her cue, but it just didn't feel like she was hitting her cue. She felt like, oh, this little curl in my hair is fine. Let me turn to this thing and say my. It just worked. Yeah. It just it just yeah. worked and it was they said the same shit they would have said, but like you said, they, they didn't have a tired uh in ring thing or just have like a camera in your face with an announcer or uh, uh, interviewer like, Hey Baron Corbin and you know, Lacey, what do you think of blah blah blah? That kind of thing. So Because yeah. he's a and she certainly is. She was over with me in NXT. I dug her. I didn't, you know, I always understood that she wasn't the best, uh, uh, that she was still green and wasn't the best wrestler. Uh, but mm-hmm. the potential and the size and the gimmick, the gimmick, and she has the personality. Like, there's no need, there's no reason she should have go away. And, and really, Baron Corbin either. Like, at all this time, like, she should have been able to harness that into something and yeah, I think in a few weeks, at least a few months, or I should say, we'll be. Uh, it'll be. It, Baron Corbin won't have as much go away heat as he does. It'll be more. I hate this guy, but for the for right for the right reason. So to speak. What was I going to say about SmackDown? 
I did. I dug the. I dug the. Uh, the Kofi Joe stuff. I did like how. I did like the. Like I like as Kofi's like celebrating, you know, he's got his arm raised and stuff, but there was still and, and Joe struggling to his feet and grabbing, you know, not grabbing his head and stuff. There was a dread, like, ah, oh, what is Joe, like, what is Joe gonna do? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, I was, I was concerned, right? Like, and just now thinking about it. Um, in that context, like, wow, I really uh, felt some kind of way last night at the end of SmackDown. Like, I mean, Joe put the guy in such a, I mean, he put him in a, a bad position, like a, a no-win situation. Shake my hand and I won't, like, do terrible things. Like, wait, 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 you, What? I, if my only thing is I wish Kofi in that moment would have expressed that wait what did you just say wait did I hear you right kind of reaction on Kofi's face but you know whatever it's just nitpicky uh, but I thought it was just really well done and a really nice not cliffhanger but certainly like oh man I can't wait till next week So yeah, good stuff from the uh, from the from the main shows in WWE. Any any AEW news or tidbits? Maybe a maybe a pay per view <laughs> that you want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, so you know, AEW had uh, had Fighter Fest. Um, I watched the top three matches, that being uh, Cody Darby Allen. The Elite versus the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid and Moxley and Janela. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what AEW is. You know, like I, I I've always been a fan of of Cody. I think Cody carries himself very well in, in just about every situation. I'm not used to Cody being like the bullying grizzled vet, uh, but it was kind of cool seeing him in that role. Um, I, I thought that, you know, the chair shot to the head thing, i not a fan of that. Just just given what we know and what that kind of thing produces. Um, you know, Moxley and Janela, like, I'm not a deathmatch guy. Uh, but, you know, what I take away from that, Janela's a, a crazy person. And I like to see people get, people who work hard, I like to see them get the spotlight. I mean, he definitely worked himself to that position. Um, and then Moxley just, you know, King of the Deathmatch before WWE, but I think he finally has the physique to match that mean streak because he was in WWE and, you know, came back bigger from that injury. Um, now, talking about those two matches, you know, the whole thing, Fighter Fest, is, is built around a video game tournament, and you have Omega and the Bucks come out as Ryu, Ken, and Akuma. Super corny. Um, but I'm still at that point, Travis, where I do think Omega is just, um, you know, not in the league of his own, but in that top tier, uh, you know, pardon my pun, but elite, you know, level, just the way that he executes certain moves, a little bit of extra, the little, little sauce that he has on it is amazing. Um, and all that said, 
I mean, this, a match like this just further asserts for me that the Bucks are not as good as the Usos. They're just not. They're just not. Like, they're cool, and they can do a bunch of stuff, but there's so much setup and cooperation that has to happen to make their stuff work that, to right. me, that's the difference between them and the Usos and the Revival and, you know, throw in the third team. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're good. They're, they're just not bad. I don't. I don't disagree. Um, I haven't seen nearly as much books as those other teams, simply because I don't just didn't watch PGW and the stuff that they were on, uh, and I didn't see Fighter Fest. But everything that I hear from it seems like more of the same, like more of a mixed bag. And one of those mixed bags where it's like, damn, you can't put gourmet, mixed gourmet nuts on, and then half of the fucking bag is peanuts. Right? Like, I, I, that, that angers me. Like, where are my cashews and my almonds and my walnuts? Man? The fuck? Um, all this filler, all this no, it's not even because at least peanuts are good. You just don't want to be paying, you know, four ninety nine a bag. You know what I mean? Drag me an algae out, come on. But um, I, I do. I want to make a point of going back, to, going back and seeing the show. But it just seems like I want to. It just seems like more of the same. Like their 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 talent uh, roster just isn't up to par for a national company. I don't think, isn't it? It just takes time. It's, it's, you know, I, I don't I, I, that I don't want to hold too much against them, but they got to get some people. They got to get more people. Um, but with the folks that they have, it's, it's, you just got to do better. And again, I can only save so much because I didn't see the goddamn show. Yeah, I mean, again, like I, I think that the the top of their roster is. It's really good. I think they have some promising young talent, but it's just like I, I Sean Spears is probably going to main event or be at the top of one of their cars. And I'm not somebody who didn't like Ty Dillinger. I just thought Ty Dillinger was I. You know what I mean? Right. Like I didn't think like I didn't think he was miscast or misused. It, it was never like he. I thought I'm one of the people who always thought Cody was miscast and misused and had more to offer. I, I don't feel that way about Sean Spears. I never did. So I understand like they're really good friends. They came up together, and Cody sees something in him that I don't necessarily. And maybe it'll work, but it's just like yeah, like the, the top of their card is strong, but there are the top of their card is who? It's Hangman Page, Jericho. Omega, Moxley, Cody, and the Bucks. As somebody who doesn't, like, care for the Bucks, um, particularly, I'm not super familiar with Hangman Page. From what I've seen, he's all right. Um, you know, and I, as big a fan of I, as I am of Jericho, the act in 2019, I don't know how much I'm into, like, the Jericho matches in 2019. So it, it, it's sure. a mixed bag. Like, I, I hope yeah. that... Like, yeah. Somebody like uh, Kip Sabian, who I think is good, um, 
you know, gets more time and, you know, MJF, who really carried himself well this weekend. Like, I hope he gets more. So, I mean, just about, yeah, building up that roster, having more people we want to see. And, um, yeah, like, I know they private party has a deal now. So, so there's some stuff going on. But, yeah, we they need TV so that they can develop some of these people so we want to see. Definitely. It's not just the individual talent because, I mean, certain shows that debut, you go, well, I want to see this has a a good director or a good showrunner or whatever, whatever. I never heard of any of these or vaguely heard of this guy and seen him in an indie movie or two or whatever. He was in a British show. Um, But you give the show a chance and you you, you take the two first few episodes to get to know the characters and, 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 and that stuff. But it's not just the individual talent. It's what they are doing, you know, with with the talent. Like I mm-hmm. saw the press. I didn't see the show, but I saw the press conference afterwards. And after years of thinking, I I I thinking it would be cool to see host big show press conferences with the with management and the creative people talking out of kayfabe, I'm not sure I want that anymore. I don't know if it has to do with because the management creative people are the same people that are on the goddamn show, but there's something about Buck standing up there talking about we gimmick the chair and we we uh we helped, they you know, come across something way. went wrong. No, no, no. They came. They came across as as people running a show, yeah. not people running a fucking not fighters, not fighting promoters. Yeah. They were. They're. I'm just. They're just. I'm just watching this guy give away all the fucking secret. He's just like, yeah, we didn't, we didn't gimmick the chair, or we gimmick the chair, but something went wrong. Instead of like, I don't, I don't even know what he could have said, but that just it just didn't sit. I'm like, ah, I'd rather him be in character. Like we're gonna get your brother. <laughs> Almost like this is not like, oof. It's like, well, yeah, funny this enough, optional. This isn't the show. Like yeah. to be fair to them, this isn't some two minutes after the pay per view ends, they go to this on the same feed. Like no, you have to seek this out. And, and MJF, like conversely, got the same MJF, question at the right. presser. Got get, like, oh, and he's see, like, yeah, he's like, fuck Sean Spears. Like, he yeah. answered it in character, you know? Yeah. Um, so, again, it's a mixed bag. It's like they do, they try to serve way too many audiences instead mm-hmm. of just, instead of just, uh, you know, just do the one, just serve the audience that's historically going to give you a bunch of money. Like, what the fuck? And I don't know. But, again, I, I, I can't say anything specific about the show, but that press conference, yeah, just, again, a continued mixed bag. Got to figure out what they're, what they're, well, maybe they don't, I don't know. Maybe they think they, maybe they can be everything to everybody. I don't think that's possible, but maybe. 
All right, let's uh, let's talk to some folks. Three four seven two zero two zero one zero three. That is how you get in line to talk to us. Let's start things off and uh, put a Craig in Toledo, I believe. This is Craig. Craig, is that you? What up? Well, whoever it is, he's on it. Craig? 111? Skype? International? Oh. Oh, you're all broken up. I can hear you trying to talk, but ain't shit coming through. So, all right, we'll come back to you, assuming the line clears up. Let's uh, go to Kylan up in Newark. Kylan, what's going on, man? What up? Not much, Travis. How are you and Cam doing this week? Doing all right. Doing all right, man. Wow, what a what a surprisingly newsworthy week we've had. Yeah, which uh, what's your main uh, what's on your mind? Well, as far as the news of the Paul Heyman. Eric Bischoff hires as uh, around Thursday midnight or maybe a little late. Uh, as far as I am aware, most of uh, most, uh, Monday's Raw but specifically the Mike and Maria Canellis pregnancy angle and the club reunion angle were fully Paul Heyman projects, but most of the rest of Monday was But as of next Monday, we should start to see a full Paul Heyman Raw on a regular basis. Wasn't it? He wasn't a SmackDown, and that he might not be 
kind of in in producer mode until uh, until after Extreme Rules. Um, yep. So kind of different things there, but I mean that would make sense. Kind of let that play out and then go from there. Yeah, yeah. Paul Heyman is a. It's not every uh, you know pretty much a weekly. Uh, you know, weekly person on TV and 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 backstage if he's not on TV that week. So the fact that he could start right away and Bischoff can't just jibes with the nature of you know where you are in the country. Like if you're already on the road with them, yeah, here, here's this thing, start right now. And uh, oh, did you, that's what it was about SmackDown. Did you hear the story about? Fox going, we didn't know anything about this, and if we did, we would have picked the goddamn Paul Heyman to be on our show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that is one. Of, that is probably the most yeah kind of reactions you could. That uh, is like the most make, make common sense goddamn thing anybody that knows anything about pro wrestling could or. So it's, it seems the people at Fox, at least whoever's uh, handling this, they're not, you know, idiots and, and just completely, uh, you know, snowed by the Vince and the WWE, uh, you know, stuff. They seem to have an idea. Kind of going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. What else you got? But they, but they did, they did pay a bit a billion dollars to get like yeah. That's what made that's what made you go wow. These people are kind of stupid. <laughs> like do they know that the rates are in the shit? Shit ain't going down. Um, but yeah. So it is. In, conti- in continue in continuation uh, of this sub before I get to my other my other question for this week what are some changes that you would like to see Eric Bischoff make to, to SmackDown upon his official entrance as executive director, presumably on July 16th. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Because format-wise, the things he's good at, I'm not sure if there needs to be, or or that I see. I'm sure something could happen, and I could go, "Oh, that's awesome," or you know, works really well. I just don't see necessarily like a, a big, a, a stale thing that he can come in and shake up. Uh, but again, I'm, I watch every week. Maybe he doesn't and sees things with fresher eyes. I, just, I, I don't want, I don't want him inserting himself into the creative part, weekly creative part, because I don't think that's where he's, that's his good, his straights. I don't think he's good at that part. Matter of fact, I, I think he's pretty terrible. I, like he's just not suited at telling telling weekly stories. 
So yeah, with, I mean, with me, it's just yeah. more wrestling on the wrestling show. Um, less long talking segments, less in ring talking segments. Um, just 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 more wrestling, and I, I want to see more a more natural interaction between people on the roster. Um, just the way they communicate with each other backstage. Like I thought the uh, I do think like the Apollo Cruz uh, Andrade stuff's been pretty cool, built up like, organically. So so really just that. Like I I want to see different people each week. Um, like you know we haven't seen Balor in a little while. Like I think that's okay, but now it's time for him to come back. Um, just more interchangeability with the roster that you have, and just a more natural. Uh, conversations between them. Um, that, I, I think Raw's been doing an okay job of that, so that's really about what I said. Did you have something in mind, Colin, that you want to see changed or tweaked or any, whatever on SmackDown? Well, since the Sports Illustrated article clearly says Paul and Eric were hired to create two distinct brands. The first thing, and probably the the main thing I would like to see Eric change, if he's allowed to, would be the announcing. Who would you like to see, or... Go away. Uh, if if this is possible, I I've never been a huge fan of the of the concept of a three man announced booth. Good luck with that. I know this is probably not going to happen, but but I would love to see. Morrow Ronaldo get the respect he truly deserves and be promoted to lead a large smackdown since JBL is no longer going to be working with them and bullying them every week. Even even though he says that wasn't his right. main specific reason for leaving SmackDown when he did. Yeah, a lot of it, Kylan, might have been that. I'm not downplaying that at all. Uh, Discounting that, because I think that probably was the main thing. But that travel, that schedule, that every... uh, That's probably what did it. And the fact that he hasn't... I mean, that JBL shit was a long time ago. Two years ago? Three years ago? And he's just been good in NXT, showing up for takeovers <laughs> and, and, and for the few tapings he can make and doing his boxing stuff on Showtime. If he comes back to SmackDown, all that other stuff outside the WWE probably goes away or, or gets cut in half, potentially, especially going to Fridays live. You know, that's the Showtime stuff or whatever he was doing boxing-wise. HBO, I don't know who boxing for does boxing for it, but I think he'd go, yeah, I'll stay down here in NXT and and still have my separate life outside of here, if, if, you, if you don't mind. 
I don't, I don't think tomorrow is in any hurry to or, get back to me. Or to, or to go to go out to go out to go outside of the in-house box. I I don't I don't know what. I don't know what he's doing these days, but Vince has always liked having legitimate announcers of the moral Ronaldo will. Why don't they try going after Mike Goldberg again? Yeah, I, I think they're fine. I think they think they're okay announcer-wise. Uh, I I would contract. I would go away from the three man booth. But like you said, that just probably isn't going to happen. And, uh, you know, um, yeah. If you could just get, I don't I don't know. I'm not even sure who I want. If you just what Cole and Renee, and then firing them, and. Uh, yeah, like who are the two you'd even go with at this point? Yeah, like you take away Tom Phillips from SmackDown, or you take away Byron Sack because Byron's not a really not a play-by-play guy. Like like Tom Phillips handles the bulk of the play-by-play. Like the two of them together make one competent play-by-play guy. Yeah. Or or uh, like. Since Vince likes taking Conrad Thompson's podcast partners, heck, why not give Tony Savani a call? He's been doing MLW these days. Yeah. But Conrad is getting picked clean, man. He's like he's 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 helping people like rebrand and, and regroup, and they're getting million dollar deals off of him. And he's you know not that he's hurting, but it's just like man, um, where's my where's my cut? But yeah, um, I, I mean I think they still go with the guys that they have, like they're grooming them to be you know something. Um, you know, I, again, I think Marlo's in a good spot, and knowing um, the pressures that, that, that he faces, the things that he deals with, um, yeah, I, I think he's good where he is, and I think he appreciates where he is, too. So, I mean, probably probably a guy who want to stay there now. Um, you know, a Nigel McGuinness I'd like to see, like, on a SmackDown um, or a Raw. I think he's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, there, there could be some interchangeability there. Um, I'd love to see Corey just on one show, though. Um, <clears throat> like, I think... What about the line like, like he, he had about being on both shows? I thought that was such a, like, a true line. He's like, yeah, something better than being a suck-up to management. He's like, hey, I get to be on both shows. Like, you know, like, hey, you get rewarded for being a suck-up. <laughs> I don't know if it was Monday or, or Tuesday, Cole or Byron, just I think it was Cole, just died because they they knew it was like, that was Corey, you know, Percival Graves talking, not you know Corey Graves' character. I don't know if that's his real name, but that was real Corey. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean there could be some, some interchangeability there. I like I like the team of Cole Renee and and, and Corey. Um you know, if you smack down you get a Phillips of Byron and uh a McGinnis. I don't know. Um but that that would be an interesting change there. I do like the fact that on both shows it seems like the interviewers, the reporters are getting like treated with a bit more respect. Um, mm-hmm. Like even when Taylor Braxton needs to leave the ring, it's more Samoa Joe being like, you know, like this this might get crazy and you don't want any part of this crazy. Um, so yeah, they seem to be more involved in the shows. I think that's that's trending upward. Love to keep it like that. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. Good to talk to you, man. Um, what do we... You know how that conversation works. <laughs> Let's try Craig again. Or who I... I don't like oh, it. Craig. I got him. Yeah. <laughs> Craig, is that you? Is your line clear? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, I switched headphones. I I missed okay. some of the Kylan I missed some of the Kylan conversation. Uh, so I don't know if I'm going to repeat myself here uh, with you guys, no but um, well, the uh, from the fire from the AEW uh, like uh, launch. Mm-hmm. What wouldn't you want to what wouldn't you want to be a uh, a gradual launch like you don't want to come out being a plus better than WWE cuz there's only uh, one way to go from there right now. Then you go down. I mean, if you have the opportunity to have an A plus launch like you, can, you can't control these things, but if you're saying if you no. could, you'd be like, mm, no, I'm gonna have a B minus launch so I can build to an A plus in six months. Like I see the thought process in that, but like, mm, no, you do your you do your best all the time, and with the understanding that sometimes you know crescendos and lulls happen. Like you know that's just storytelling. But if you can paint this out yourself and, and book it and, you know, book the feelings people have about you and all that, it'd be like, no, I want to do gangbusters from day one. <laughs> Sometimes I, you just don't have, you're just I, not I, in a position yeah. to do gangbusters. So you just do what you, you can. I, yeah. I think that I, I like the way they started. I, I don't like a couple of things they did, but I'm, I'm fine with, I'm fine with the places they fell short. Like, uh, like do you think they fell uh, short? Oh, they fell short in a lot of places. Uh, there was like uh, a bunch of um, three-way matches and four-way matches, no stakes. Like, that yeah. I just didn't, like, if you're going to have a four-way match and have no stakes, that doesn't make sense. And, uh, J, JR commentary sucked. I really? it was better than expected. Yeah, I, I I don't like JR. 
I mean, oh, oh, okay. it's just, you know, the... Yeah, he's the right way, course at this point. Well, it's, it's, he's a different generation. He's, mm-hmm. he's well, representing a generation of... That's just the way I... When I, when I hear him talk, I hear 1996 Bob Dole talk. <laughs> uh, they had a great women's relay, and, and he was talking about uh, pretty ladies or special ladies or whatever the fuck he was saying. There was, there was bad production on the... When, when the uh, Rio turned on the other Japanese woman. They they missed the whole turn, like the production on it. But it was just this barrage of just bad production that I see there's opportunities for. You can you can make it better. And and not not everything like that we like about John Moxley has to be someone throwing daggers into someone's heart, and we don't need chair shots to people's heads and stuff like that. It's like I think it'll it'll eventually get better and better and better and better and better over the weeks. And I think that you don't need to put your first. I I understand you want to put your first forward and you should but it should ultimately be improving on your own your own platform but you do understand that some people however small or large to the the percentage might be aren't even going to watch the next isn't going to watch the next show from what they've seen they're going to go yeah I'm, I'm out I don't need to see. I'll check them out in six months if I hear if they've if they've gotten you know in January once they've been on T and T for three or four months. And but this I'm, I'm not impressed. I'm not, like you you do understand like people are going to make that because of the first and then second three quarters, three quarters of the first viewing of the first T and T show mm-hmm. will not have watched Firefest. Hmm. Oh, yes. Sure. I, I would say you're being, I, so, would, I would put that so, number at, you know. So, so having a tag, <laughs> the tornado tag yeah. and ultimate, you know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I was, I was uh, partly agreeing. I, I was, I would bump it up a little more from three quarters. I would I'd say probably 85, 90% of the people. But again, it is AEW yeah. and their, their, their crossover, their fan base might not. So I don't want to get too hyperbolic, but a lot of people won't have seen Firefest. Shit, I'm mm-hmm. a Dale fan, and I ain't, I ain't seen it. So. Could, you're, you're, they had a they had a tornado they had a tornado tag between uh, Kenny and uh, the Bucks versus the other guys, and then they were reaching for a hot tag. It didn't make any fucking sense. Oh, so tag, yeah. you need to improve on that. They're they're not like. If you if you're trying to develop a narrative structure, you need to figure out a compromise between like what people can understand and what what you want to get over. Because you want to get over that you have all these awesome acrobats, but you don't want to compromise your narrative structure in that 
like it doesn't even matter if there's tags or not, and you're reaching yeah. for Kenny Omega, but you've been like fighting three on two for the you know for the last fifteen minutes, you know. So it it was too much circus for me. It's but that's not for me, and I what don't think, think that's of- a lot. Go ahead, Chris. Okay. Uh, what did you think of the pre-show? I didn't even get to see the pre-show. That was another part. That's another part that sucked. Is I didn't the the pre-show wasn't available on uh, BR Live. I I got off work at six in the morning, so I had to watch it the next day. And I went to watch it on uh, BR Live, and it wasn't there. Mm. They had, I, I guess it was on YouTube or some shit. Well, I was about to say, it's, it's got to be on their YouTube channel somewhere. Well, yeah, but I, I didn't know that. I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to watch this. I didn't get to see the librarians, which I didn't even like the librarians in the first well, place. So, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you might have lucked out because. Yeah, a lot like, of people like the show on, on the other show, it was apparently not good. Yeah. But I, I'll fight back against uh, Cam though on the Usos thing, just a little bit, just a I mean, very little bit. About the Young Bucks and the Usos. Uh, that the Usos are the best tag team in the world. Oh. And 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 it's not the way that he, you know, that nobody thinks. Is, is the Young Bucks are not the best tag team in the world. And neither are the Lucha Bros. Because those guys are are basically spot fest guys. I love the the Usos. I think the best tag yeah. team in the world ain't been found yet. They're out there. And and that's what I'm saying is why why I think that this AEW thing needs to start at this well, point. Well, let's talk right? about the, the best tag teams oh, that have been oh, found then, Craig. You know what? I mean, but, but, come on. I'll go with what Craig's saying, though. I'm going you never win. Saying, though, or you can never um, forward the argument. Dude, man, is a better tag team, probably. I'll, I'll say the Usos are the best tag team, but I, I will also say that I think that... Man, Trap, what's we, that Mozo's? Yeah, we need the, the the pushback against the Usos being the best team in the world, and not from Craig, but from people, is that they're not they're not given the freedom to do something like the Young Bucks do uh, because it's not the WWE structure. So how can we say how can we say how they function in a different environment? And I get that, um, and so I think that Wait. if AEW starts putting on these like really good tag matches. They have a bunch of tag teams, and then WWE follows suit and starts to, you know, let their tag teams do more. Like tag teams have a higher a higher place on the card, a more prominent position, you know, on the shows. Then maybe it's it's a more thorough, a more layered yeah. conversation. So, so it doesn't matter unless you see it, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I dig that. I still think that when you give the Usos 12 minutes 
and you give the Bucks 30, and I come away more impressed with the Usos than 12, I think that speaks to not right. only Bryce's ability, but what's being presented. I was going to say, I think the team that gets the praise with their with the handcuffs on <laughs> wins. Exactly. Like, we're praising them, and they're wearing handcuffs, uh, so to speak. Yeah. I think they flourish way better in that environment than the opposite, than if you had the Bucks. I mean, I think that's just historically... I mean, Seth Rollins, the guy we, you know, went from the headlines last week, uh, who we should talk about in this uh, apology. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you know that's, a, that's, a, that's a thing that happens all the time where people uh, come from the Indies and have to be, have to get that Indie shit beaten out of them. And, you know. If you could put two guys together from the Indies, quote-unquote Indies, Against the Usos, do you think they could be a better tag team than the Usos? Yeah, I think that you could. The, the biggest thing about it, like we're talking about twin brothers, like you can't. Well, that's the point. Yeah, they that, know that's each other. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if we put together the the two best guys on the Indies, I'm not saying it can't work. I'm saying that there's. I think the reason that the Bucks and the Usos are a good comparison is because they've been a tag team their whole lives. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it, it's hard to go against that. Like, there was – like, Stevie oh. Ray, who I love, yeah. was not great yeah. outside of Booker T, but those two together is a good thing. Hold like, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because Stevie mm-hmm. Ray was – you about to make Stevie an argument Ray. for solo singles wrestler Stevie Ray Craig? I don't know. I don't right know. I, was Stevie Ray ever given the opportunity to be a singles wrestler? I don't think he was. What he? I, I missed that whole point. Craig, well, no, Craig. Yeah, you weren't watching during that time. Uh, and so yeah. I missed '96 to 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was the head of of NWO Black and White after after NWO Black and White was a thing you wanted to be the head of. And and you know we saw okay. Stevie Ray as a singles guy, and he was he was fine, but um like I, I'm not a huge fan of Rick Steiner as a solo wrestler. I thought he was good, but I didn't, wasn't a huge fan of it. But there's they something tried to about give him a push in like '93. Oh, yeah. They tried to give him a push against yeah. Lex Luger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was and again he was fine. I just think that you tried. know when when. Certain there are certain acts who get together with siblings, and it's just it's just more. And so, you know, me thinking that the Bucks and, and the Usos have the same kind of ESP, um, you know, I think that's why they're a good comparison as far as what they do. But yeah, I, I it, the argument that the best tag team in the world hasn't been put together yet, I'm completely with that until that happens, and until we get to see that, I, I would take the Usos. If, if I'm booking a tag team match anywhere in the world um, against any two other two guys in the world, um, and I need a, an actual tag team, not just two solo acts that make a bunch of money, that's the team I'm going with to put on the best show. It's them. Hey, and... there's, there's two shirts I bought at WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. It's uh, the the Kevin Owens uh, KO Mania three. And mm-hmm. the Usos down since day one ish in the New Orleans colors. Yeah. So who's your one A? If they go, okay, Usos are off the table, or the Uso, or you got number the number two pick and the, the yeah, who's the number two? 
fixes Usos ahead? Uh, probably. Is, is there a revival uh, probably, or somebody uh, like that? Probably Fisher O'Reilly. Yeah, probably oh, Fisher okay. O'Reilly. Or he's going to go off or, the table. He's going to pick someone who ain't even a tag team yet. He's going to pick like. No, 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 no. That's no, uh, not fair. Yeah, it'd be it'd be Fish and O'Reilly probably um a healthy DIY right there. Yeah. Um American Alpha it would be a team if they were still American no, Alpha, you know, no, um no. Shelton Benjamin seeing stars. He he was seeing he was like following lightning bugs last night. Yeah, you not no, 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 real American Alpha, not not yeah. guys. Not not World's Greatest Tag Team. Um yeah, oh, no, Jordan Gable. Um, we have I know I understand that, but I mean, even still, like two guys who I know are a good team, even though they're yeah, like uh, I mean the revival. I put the revival up there. I think they're really good. Um, yeah, you know, and that's that's probably roundabout the list. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Like I like I I watch uh, the Lucha Bros and they can do a bunch of stuff, but Lucha Libre is just not my cup of tea. It's so demonstrative, like for competition, it it doesn't give me the best visual personally. But yeah. Every match I've ever seen, they they might be better. They might be better than I expect them to be, or whatever. But they never get to. They never. I have never seen them in a match that had structure. I don't feel like they're fighting. Or or the young. I don't feel like they're fighting. Um. And I've seen Pentagon in, in like singles matches where it feels like that, but. It's such a demonstration and an exhibition with these two on two and, and three on three tags. Like it really is. Um, yeah, nah, not 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 for me. Yeah. Even though they're really good at, it. like they're clearly very athletic. I think the difference athletic. is fundamental. Like when you just see a match and it's full of rolling bumps instead of flat back bumps. I, I think right then and there. It's something that you might not go. Hey, wait! There are no flat back bumps. You then you might your eyes, mind's eye might not pick it up right right away. But you're watching mm-hmm. something, and it's and it's just of uh, uh, yeah. structurally, fundamentally, fundamentally different from what you're uh, used to, at least. Mm-hmm. Just the whole roll through, you know, the roll. It's a safer style in a lot of ways, certainly, but you know, it's just softer and way too. Goddamn tango, you know, like uh, 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 cooperative. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's that's the point. That's that's the problem I had with a lot of what AEW did on Firefest was that a lot of the shit was too like choreographed. Like it was like it was like a dance. Like they were dancing with each other. Even even if it, even in the uh, Moxley and the uh, uh, and Janela, fucking face. Janela, yeah. Even in that match, it just seemed way too choreographed, and it's like, dude, I don't want to see that shit. It's like, I, you know, like, I didn't buy that that was a fight. I bought that that was their match, 
But at the same time, I'm giving them a little bit of leeway. And 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 here's what I wanted to ask you guys mainly. Yeah. And I I actually I I got another question before my final question. Okay. Uh, my like I basically just said Jason Jordan could be substituted with Shelton Benjamin, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody's been talking about Shelton Benjamin and, and Gable for like the last ever since Gable was introduced in NXT, and then they, they to be the new Hotham uh, Benjamin or whatever. Yeah. I, I, whatever, and and would would you think that would be a better tag team? And then I got another question after that. The from the uh, Moxley thing. Yeah, I think. I mean, it was fine while they were together, but there wasn't like <clears throat> when you don't have an alpha in a team, and I hate the name's American Alpha, I'm saying when you don't have an alpha, but, like, Chad Gable is not the type of wrestler who needs grizzled vet leading the way. Like, him being young in WWE years, he's still every bit a grizzled vet. That was one of the fun parts of him being with Jason Jordan because, like, you watching it, like, from a meta perspective, you know that Chad Gable's, like, the super technical talent, and Jason Jordan's kind of the golden boy in the group looking to keep pace. Like, that was a fun dynamic watching those two together. With Chad Gable being, like, Chad Gable learning from Bobby Roode is silly. And I like Bobby Roode. Um, and I even think him learning from something Benjamin is silly. Because, like... And I think Shelton is all-world talented, but there's nothing that Shelton Benjamin can teach Chad Gable in the ring other than do more than I've done. <laughs> like, I, I I thought it was a cool dynamic at first, um, and they did some really good wrestling, but, like, that, that ran its course. Like, there's nowhere Chad Gable can't go up, and Shelton Benjamin, like, can't go up. From where they are, you know, like low key. Benjamin to go with down. No, like but low key. Are we going to see Shelton Benjamin and Kofi at SummerSlam? Because it's looking like that's a possibility. Man, I don't want to see that shit. Not at SummerSlam, certainly. No. I mean, SummerSlam's in a mark. Why Shelton Benjamin? Because it's it's SummerSlam. Like, what the hell? I mean, going to be in the main event in a month, and that big, that main event, or you know, SummerSlam. They like, just asked, they just asked Shelton Benjamin, who was going to face Kofi for the WWE title, in right, like, the segment before the main event. I'm, I'm just talking about what happened. Oh, I didn't even remember that. I just thought, I just yeah. the only thing I remember was the, well, the first was thing she said. Shelton Benjamin was making stupid faces or doing googly eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't even think that. I thought he was getting like entranced by Barry Wyatt or some shit. Like, mm-hmm. like I didn't know what the fuck was going on. But even if yeah. it, I mean, that'd be cool. That'd be cool though, wouldn't it? If we got if we were in Barry Wyatt's like little, uh, if he became part of the, I don't no. know. No. Fireball yeah. Benjamin. 
Moxley's absolutely carrying himself like a star. Um, I'm anxious to see where, you know, the beef between him and Omega and, and where that goes. I feel like that's going to be a great match once we get to it. Um, you know, if they, can tap into, if they can tap into what people really, the people that don't like Omega, if they can use that in Moxley's promos, I think they could draw some money with that. Yeah. Like your video game playing dork. Like I come out here, I bust my ass. I'm a grown ass man. You're out here goofing off, doing cosplay, and you know that kind of that that angle. Mm-hmm. And some people are gonna go, yeah, and yeah, kick his ass, John. Mm-hmm. And some people, I would assume, more people are gonna be like, yeah, but you're a fucking, he's a cool guy, and you're a shithead. So I'm still gonna yeah. cheer on that. Like so, I understand why I'm interested that's to see not. They go there. I understand why that's not the first title match. Um, and I would understand setting the precedent to not main event with that on the same card that you have your first title match. But, man, it's definitely the main event. Like, it is definitely the main event of whatever show it's on. Yeah. Yeah. What's your, uh, what's your time like? But you're on vacation. Okay. I'm good. School tomorrow. Um, let's uh, let's get to this. Um, and I see two oh six on the line. Not sure. Uh, press one two oh six if you want to want to get on air. That's how you. And for everybody else, press one to raise your hand and let us know you want to get on air. Um, where's two oh six? Two oh six. North America Telephone Air Code, Washington, assigned to so Washington State. Yeah, yeah. The Pacific Northwest. Oh. 
We don't get much many West Coast callers. Everybody's usually still at work. So, yeah, 206 if you want to say. Oh, and they do. 206, who's this? Where are you from? Oh, no. We know where you're from. Sorry. <laughs> What's up, fellas? This is Rashad. Uh, I was from Seattle, but now I live in Louisiana. We've talked How's to you before, going? right? All right, now I wrote in on emails a couple of times here and there. Oh, okay. All right, are you in Louisiana, or are you You said you were from yeah, I'm on Central Time now, but I'm actually driving to Louisiana, so I can't hear anybody. So I was just like, let me just call in and just listen to the show. Nice. Did you uh, did you have a question or comment, or were you just calling to listen and I bullied you on? Well, no. Nah, I mean, um, I was really wondering, like, Joe, like, you yeah. are they not going to, like, give him the belt? I mean, you kind of have to at this point, right? I mean, I'm just thinking that he can't be that he can't be that stopover before because who's he gonna who's Kofi gonna wrestle at a uh, at SummerSlam? It could be a rematch with Joe. It could be Shelly Benjamin, like we said in the last call. Uh, it could be Kevin Owens. It'd be Sami Zayn. I doubt it would be Sami Zayn. He won the match. Months, but um, I don't think they're that hard pressed for for shit. They could do title versus title or title against title, maybe not versus title, and have Ben Ballard. They would face matchup. So I, I don't think mm-hmm. they're hard up. Uh, Cesaro is he a SmackDown guy? I guess it doesn't matter too much. Roman Reigns is sitting there. Roman, yeah. That's true. And I don't think you turn if you're going to have Lesnar be the champion in the in the fall. So by uh, either by the time they debut on Fox or shortly thereafter, then then Kofi should get that get the ride out his title reign until then. I don't think Joe should take it just to lose it to Brock in three months, six weeks, whatever it would be. Gotcha. Could have one of those AJ Finn, um, who else did Brock, right? Daniel Bryan type matches where you know, or at least a limit, and uh, but in, in loss though, in losing, that could do uh, that could do something for for Kofi. Uh, I guess switching gears. Did you guys see uh, Spider-Man yet? I have no, 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 no. I've heard things. I'm going um, probably tomorrow or Friday. So yeah, not yet, not yet. Yeah. I okay, I won't give you spoilers. Yeah, I asked my roommate like, "Yo, you trying to, uh, <laughs> try to go see Spider-Man anytime soon?" Because I have, uh, I still have yet to see Homecoming, and I have it queued up on Stars. I watched the first. Segment with the uh, you know them cleaning up and the vulture turning into you know, the vulture. So if he says yes or whenever, I'm gonna make sure I watch Homecoming. And, and I have not seen. Yeah, I gotcha. later this week, but yeah, I'm pretty, I'm hyped. How was it, Bruce? Uh, sure. Yeah, no, it was pretty good. I, I'll just say that, and you okay. do have to stay after the credits. Yeah, yeah, I heard oh, uh, Rich said uh, one of the mid and final credit thing. 
But yeah, man, that's a, that's it for me. That's it for me. Awesome. All right, well, don't be a stranger. Email us some more. Or call us one out. Yeah, appreciate you, fellas. All right, man. All right, now let's get to one of those uh, non-VIP emails. This one is from Bruce. Bruce in Washington. So another Pacific Northwestern Westerner. <laughs> Yo, did you see what that dickhead president of yours said about Western liberalism? <laughs> no. <sighs> they talk about what like Western liberalism, like the West, as in you know, here? the global West. Yeah, here, you know, Western Europe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the the West Coast elites. Like <laughs> Wow. Nancy Pelosi and them. <laughs> West yeah. Coast elites can't live with them. <laughs> Yo, what a fucking boo. Uh, all right. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce from Washington chimes up, chimes in. Oh, shit, this is, sorry, that's a VIP. Okay, good on that. This is Jabron. From Vegas, he chimes in. He says, uh, "What up, fellas? Two questions for y'all this week. I know I've asked I've asked y'all about when Wyatt will return uh, uh, in ring, I assume, but I think he will return in the Roman Taker tag match to set up a rematch with Taker at SummerSlam. What do you think of the possibility of that happening? And do you think this is the best way to go in bringing him back? Um, I mean, it's a way to go. I don't know if it's the the best way to go." I think you want to finish in that match. And, you know, Taker teams up with Roman Reigns and take on, uh, you know, Shane and Drew. Somebody should be able to say we won that match. I guess if, if, if Bray interferes, who takes the, who takes the pinfall? I mean, Undertaker? Shane. No, well, if he interferes to cause Taker, and Roman, you take her later. I mean, huh? yeah, take 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 the L. You get Bray and take her at SummerSlam. Be okay for him to then beat Bray. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I, I, yeah. So what? Bray, Why? Bray so Bray, Bray. Is, so it's just 2015 all over again. You build Bray up for these big ass programs, and he loses it, every just, single one of yeah. them. The last ten years, all over. Yeah. Well. He's not been on a roster 10 years, but yeah. I, I don't I don't know if that's uh if that's where you want to go with, with someone uh Yeah. I mean they seem like they want it's Bray to draw them money. You can't have him he's eventually got a time they put into him. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, if he beats Undertaker, I mean I'm not I'm not mad at that, but I don't think they would. Because Undertaker's got to be there for Drew Maggot. You assume they're building up. They have to take come back for him and Drew at SummerSlam. And then Drew. Or, at or at maybe even at WrestleMania. Yeah. 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 They, can't, they can't have Undertaker coming back for, you know, one match to two matches a year and and, and, and have them lose them have both. Them. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's a creative... Maybe, but then maybe Jabron would say, but that's why you have Bray interfere, and then there's an out, and blah, 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 and then he 
he'd kind of be right. But I'd still err on the side of, I want a damn finish. Like, I could see the creative going back and forth and having the wrestlers chime in, trying to come up with finishers, uh, trying to come up with finishes to, to make everybody happy. I'm not sure if you can make everybody happy. Uh, I don't think you can, you can, you gotta, you gotta commit. Worst thing you can do is, you know, try to have your cake and eat it too, and then nobody gets any cake and fucking falls on the ground and everybody's just saw it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, second from Jabron, how do you see the club playing out moving forward? Uh, are we ready to go? Are we are we really going to get heel AJ? And if so, how long do you believe it'll last with him being a heel? Uh, and and anyway, does Finn get involved with the club even though he's on SmackDown? Uh, thanks, fellas. I'll be listening to the show. The last part, I don't think so. I don't think Finn. I think they've gone out of their way <laughs> to keep them, you know, away from each other. Although yeah. there's a wild card, so who fucking knows? Yeah, I think I think there'll be interactions, but probably not any real program between them. Um, because like it seems like one of those two have to be the alpha in the club, and so they can't really be on the same side, uh, being AJ and Finn. So, uh, you know, I think their trajectory is maybe the club winning the tag title um, at some point during this. But, yeah, I think I think that run lasts at least a year. Brian I mean, and... Or, or from the revival, from the, from somebody on on Raw. I don't I don't think it's right away, but okay. Yeah, I just think that um, you know AJ's been a face for so long. Like AJ's been a face the whole Shit. time since uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania thirty four. I know when I clicked, are you more interested? It was I don't I think I don't remember exactly how you framed it, but. Are you more interested in like babyface AJ or heel AJ? Or and when I clicked heel AJ, like, duh. It was like 95 Heel AJ or the club. Uh, or not heel AJ, but solo oh, AJ oh, or the club. Solo AJ um, or the club, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, the club, yeah. So he's been, yeah, yeah since, since he fought Shane at WrestleMania, he's basically been a face since that point. Um, he's yeah, already man, going back and forth a few times. You know, it's only yeah. been there. You know, it'll be four. It'll be four whole years this January. You know, this Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But yeah, um, and he's already he, had he three turns. But that's not yeah, great. So but, it's, but it's worked. AJ. They haven't been contrived or, or yeah. You know. solo face AJ World Champ for an extended period of time. It's time to do something mm-hmm. different. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think this is going to be a good run for him. Um, and one thing about AJ, you know, AJ did so many matches for so long. Like, this is a way for him to hopefully scale back a little bit. I don't know if nothing unhealthy. I mean, he's coming off of Yeah. A little bit less wear and tear in that body, more backstage moments, which, and I mean, I think Anderson is so charismatic, like, just in his talking, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, he's going to, and, and AJ has gotten better over the years. And AJ does a good job. Um, I think I think Anderson is going to help make 
their backstage stuff um, and their interactions a bit better. So yeah, I think it's good. What do you make of the club push and their contract status? Is there is there something we just don't know that just hasn't gotten out yet as far as their resigning, or is WWE going to go against uh, against their history and their you know instinct? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, the club, uh, uh, as far as... I mean, well, Just a yeah, part of where they are in the card, uh, any of those things. So, why would they yeah, get any kind of treatment? Yeah. I mean... Now, now, they've been getting shitted on basically the year since they haven't been, mm-hmm. been re-signed and it's been, you know, been sort of yeah, you know, like uh, the whole The closer they get to not being there is when they start getting their push. Is it WWE just is this is this a part of them not only re-signing everybody but doubling contracts? Is this them going? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We're not scumbags. We'll we'll push you even though you're potentially three months out of the door. So it seems, and I just think that um, you know, the the heavy lifting days of. Anderson and the Gallows were in Japan. And I just think that, you know, you give them a fair deal. Um, they get to travel the country. Don't put too many more miles on those bodies. Get to be with their buddy AJ. Get to see their buddy Finn, you know, and the other people they've worked with, the Shinsuke's of the world. Um, yeah, I, I think they're going to resign and, and you know, be heavies for okay. a world title contender. Else it's been reported. They did resign, so. Yeah, I mean, and, and there you go. Like, it seems like a good spot. Well, that, that, that sucks for AEW because, I mean, for me, for to me, it was get, get Gallows and Anderson, get the revival, and you, and you, you are, I mean, more than halfway there as far as, like, me, my personal, oh, you need more talent kind of thing. Man, mm-hmm. those two teams would, would go a long way to making, making shutting me up. And and that line of thought about, ooh, this roster just ain't cutting it on the national level. You get those two mm-hmm. teams. They're not the singles guys. They're not even big superstars, but I have all the faith that they can turn those. Um, so that that you know, there's still the revival maybe, but if they're giving Mike and Maria half a million dollar contracts, and you're Gallows and Anderson or or Dash and Dawson, you're like fuck. Maria was the finesse. the finesse of all time. Wait until she got pregnant to sign the deal. <laughs> or actually sign the deal. And then revealing she was pregnant, like, like yeah, yeah that, that's how you secure the bag. That's how you secure the bag. And I, I don't know if it was Shahid or I think Shahid said in a group chat, like somewhere Dawn Marie is chuckling, and it's like, yeah, what do you want to? Like your instinct is to go, man, that's kind of a shitty move. Like, but do they deserve to be like they've shown themselves to be shitty? They don't deserve. Her to they don't yeah. why should she not look out for her and her baby <laughs> first and foremost? Exactly. 
she knows exactly what they will do to her and her baby once that baby and she can't work and be on TV and stuff like that mm-hmm. and contribute, quote unquote. So why should she uh, take the chance of saying, hey guys, I'm pregnant. Please let me, can I, how about a contract now? Yeah. If, they're, if they were a respectable stand-up company that took care of their employees, their employees and quotes, their independent contractors, I think you could have you would have a case to go. Wow, that was yeah, that was a finesse, and she secured the bag and all these you know urban colloquialisms. But you know, man, that was kind of a you know underhanded thing to do. But they do underhanded. It's like you can't ever defend the NFL management. It's like if any time an NFL player. Even if it's just blatantly selfish, I'm like, the NFL been selfish for decades. They get all kinds of selfish tax tax breaks and governmental subsidies. Fuck them. They can treat players like fucking commodities and pawns on a goddamn chessboard and and, and, or you know game board. And hey, if one or two or a few of them get get the upper hand, good for fucking them. Exactly, hundred percent. And now, like, we're in this like, again, like the the good with Paul Heyman, like Paul Heyman is still Paul Heyman, and so now we have like a coupled storyline. Like, okay, that's it's yeah, it's weird, and I, 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 the whole thing was just. I, oh, that's what I was going to say earlier to uh, to I think Kylan when he was saying that was a that was a Heyman thing, and I'm like, uh, that sounds like a that sounds pretty Vince to me. Yeah, you know, like I don't think Heyman would put them through that. Like, why would Heyman do that? Like, it didn't. It just made people go. I, I just felt bad. Like, damn, it made them go out there and do this. They made Maria mm-hmm. call him a bitch, and you're not a man, and all this. Like, no, nah, that was Vince getting his. I can't, you know, and pay these motherfuckers a million dollars for the next five years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna talk my shit through there for through them <laughs> to each other and whatever. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a fan of the execution or, or the angle itself. Or this, what I believe is the subtext, and again, it's what I believe, but I think I have uh, have good reason to believe that. Yeah. All right, thanks, Jabron, for the email. Appreciate it as always. Let's uh, head back. To the phone lines, 347-202-0103. Let's get Mike from Brooklyn on the line. Mike, what's happening? What up? What's going on, fellas? I jumped in, tagged in kind of late, so I'm probably sure y'all covered all bases. You hey, know what I mean? Just for you. Say what, try? Say we'll cover it again just for you. Don't even sweat it. What's on your mind? Yeah, oh nah. I just want to say like the the, the sparking and, and what's going on with Raw. Everything 
you know, was fitting. Like, they building the storylines. You can see, you know what I mean? Like, I'm quite sure y'all said it has been said again. You know what I mean? Heyman Prince was all over that fucking show. Like, they need to just, if they're going to do it for real, just let him go. Just let him go. Let him just get on go. Let him yeah, just go. I, I don't know. I, I just wouldn't agree with that assessment that his prints were all over it. I do think that. I mean, I'm not it, saying that. Obviously. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I think you just, because you're happy that maybe there's a fucking sign of some upward, you know, things changing for the better. Uh, but yeah. I'll just hesitate because a lot of the good stuff that happened, there is those seeds were planted a week, two, three right. weeks ago. So it's like, right. oh, sure, I'll give Heyman his, his credit if he came in and, and pulled the trigger on the AJ Club stuff this week. Or, Which I told or, you that was going to happen. Right. But, but Which I called like, that I out months ago. Yeah, I don't want to completely discount. Yeah. Like Vince saying shit, but, you know, he's still, you know, he's he still in yeah. the same cell and all that shit at the end of the day. Yeah. No, I'm saying, of course, you know, Vince is, but his fingerprints was, I would say the show was heavily probably influenced by him. That's you know, and whatever ideas that, you know, and just had think of the psychology, though, Mike, and, and Cam, Vince is probably, it's, it's just, it's how he is. He's always right. all in the first few right. weeks of anything. So he's probably like, oh, right. yeah, sure, man. Oh, you want to, uh, yeah. I, I don't think this was Hayden's type thing, but if, uh, let's say the the the, the, the Marie, Mike and Maria stuff was. Oh, you want to break them up, or not break them up, but you want to do this uh, couple thing and the pregnancy thing. Okay, cool, 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 cool. You know, just to kind of get Hayden comfortable and in the groove of things, maybe three weeks yeah. from now. Uh, it's different, or it's better, because Ben feels, holy shit, this is working. Look at the response we're getting. Right. Look at the ratings. And and he just keeps going, or he goes. I don't care about the ratings. I don't care about the response. This is this ain't my show anymore. I need to get my fingerprints back all over. We I don't yeah. think we could be shocked if that happened either. But um, it's just one of those. We certainly have to see how Extreme Rules is booked, the finish of those right. matches, and then we'll really be able to see who's right. fingerprints. Uh, and how firm yeah. and how deep those fingerprints are. Yeah, because on a on a Bischoff front, um, I'm hearing like his first show is going to be that SmackDown after Extreme Rules. Yeah, and through his because, uh, through his yeah, lens, basically just shit the two and. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as him through his lens, I see Bischoff more of handing. You know what I mean, like throwing little big ideas in, but handing more ideas to other people or as big little ideas. Huh? I mean, or big little ideas. Yeah, big little ideas and handing it off to other people, like, why he delegates. Like, I yeah. believe that he will, he won't be as hands-on as Paul and, you know, reading days and ways. You know, I think we should hope he's not. Sure. Like for creative, storyline stuff, we should hope he's as far away from that as possible. As but possible. if he's got ideas on how to make the broadcast better, how to market yeah. the show better, how to deal with boxing yeah. better, you know, hey, those are your strengths. I guess, I mean, I guarantee, past, 
let's hope they still are, uh, are applicable. I mean, I guarantee, like, he'll have a vision and idea on how to make the show look different, how to make it look bigger, you know, once they get to Fox and things of that nature and, and distinguish it away from Raw. They do it something you with cameras or something, right? Fox is when they get there. Yeah. I, I read an article there Fo- that they, they got some kind of new technology of the, the cameras they're shooting with, and it'll, 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 it'll look like boxing matches. It'll look like, you know, big-time boxing matches. Yeah, and I'm I'm understanding everything is almost going to get an overhaul once they get to the fall and, you know, to distinguish it, um, new titles, everything. You know, they're going to make new titles and all that. I think everything is going to, you know, because they say moving forward, while they will have, you know, some correlation to each other, that they want the shows to be as far apart. You know what I mean? As possible. Wait a second. Like, How did they four weeks after implementing that stupid-ass wildcard shit? Like, no, you don't want them as far apart as possible because you're fucking combining them in some way every damn show. Right, absolutely. I mean, so we see that. We know that. But yeah, that's that's just corporate speak to make the... Yeah, but from what I understand it, what I'm understanding, why this power move was made, so, you know what I mean? So abruptly is because these investors and shit is starting to ask questions and they're starting to wonder why this and why that. You know what I mean? I heard they got a a billion dollars for, you know, 1.7 fucking million people to show up. Right. And I hear they got a big meeting. You know, we we, we, going to get on Friday. God damn. That's probably what they're thinking. Right. And I hear they having a meeting. I hear they're doing a meeting with those Fox execs, too. I hear they're doing a meeting with those execs. And as far as um, the fighter press, the AEW show, I enjoyed the main card, but they have to fucking, like, I mean, I know they're still getting the kinks out of shit and everything and trying to see where fits, you know, what fits where and all that. But they got to do away with the with the stupid-ass pre-show. That was my own, like, that was my only gripe. Like, they got to do away with the with the pre shows. I mean, the chair shot. Like, while I like I, you know, I'm not for the chair shot, but <laughs> I thought it brought more. Well, it kind of is. Yeah. But that's something that hopefully they can get. Like after this. Yeah. Hopefully, it's like I it thought it brought more. Yeah. And they couldn't afford to look back on it and go, well, well, maybe they learned a, a lesson before they got on fucking TV where it could cost them uh, sponsors, reputable, uh, credibility, whatever, reputation. Uh, so let it happen now off of TNT. Let the shock, let the internet go, what the fuck, man? Because we, we're conditioned like, oh, shit. Yeah. We, 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 well, I mean, you, we don't want to, a lot of people don't want to be complicit. We're already complicit in a lot of things, just being wrestling fans. Like, I don't want to be complicit yeah. in, these, in these guys' fucking, you know, depression and mentally incapacitated because of my fucking bullshit entertainment. When there's so well, many they, other ways to, to, to get the point across instead of actually whacking somebody up against the fucking face with a chair, <clears throat> not yeah. gimmicked or going well, wrong or not. Like, it shouldn't even have been in that position. So hopefully they get shocked into, okay, okay, okay. Let's, uh, going forward, let's. If we got to take, let's if we got to take a softer, you know, like approach to things, so fucking be it. Like you're not well, going to not, you know, die on the, you know, no chair shot uh, 
uh, uh, hill or whatever. Don't, don't, that ain't the hill to die on. Yeah, well, Tony Khan has, well, he he did like a post-show, you know, a little interview. And he alluded to shit like that, like, will they see blood? And, you know, one of the, I think, you know, dudes actually, and he said, nah, none of that shit is a no-go on, on TNT. That's right. Yeah, shit like yeah. that would be safe but for, like, the pay-per-views and yeah, things of that Yeah, pay-per-views are a different story. Yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah. that's a corporate, or not even corporate, that's yeah. just when you say, yeah, no, on TNT we're not going to do that. Instead of just saying we're not going to do that. Nah, they, and I'm, they, I'm not saying I don't want blood. I don't want blood like it was a devil or nothing. That was probably... To me, one thing in one thing in particular that's not working to me already, and they need to do away with that shit, is that stupid ass librarian gimmick shit. Like that yeah, shit yeah. is just bullshit. Like it's not working. It's not coming across. It's not. I don't see the humor in it. At uh, Double or Nothing, it was like one of the first sketches they led that show off with, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like if this was on WWE, yeah. we'd be. Fucking flooding Twitter with hatred. Like this, to how me, is that this wasn't different than suffering suckatash? They're literally going, shh, right? You know, you already suffering suckatash. Just say the whole thing. It's, it's, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. To me, that wasn't yeah, even WWE. Up. That was some TNA Vince Russo. That was some TNA Vince Russo shit right there. That that wasn't even WWE. To me. Even that was dumb. Yeah, that was dumb. Right. Like, I'm on a, on a curve. Um, yeah. Because, because, well, because they're the new kid on the block, and I was like, no, no, no. Right. They've got so-called professionals and guys that have been yeah. doing this long enough to to know what the fuck is good and to know what a goddamn national audience, or you ought to right. know what a natural audience wants and expects and will tolerate. They ain't gonna tolerate that shit. Right. Now then, the main card. Like from the opening match, the women's match was okay. It could be, I mean, Nyla Rose, she she's gonna be something, you know, in another six to eight months. Like I give it to her, like to to be like the new BC powerhouse lady of wrestling. Like they probably do something with her and Austin Khan, like some past torch type shit. But um, as far as getting people over, you know what I'm saying, like. They're doing a, 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 a damn good job of it because I think they made a start of that Darby Allen kid, you know what I mean, in one night. Joey Janela shine. They made Kenny look like, you know, he's he's that, you know, that nook, that big, that baby face star with him coming down and packing Moxley back. And, you know, they ain't make him look like a pussy. They made him look like he was, you know, a strong, you know what I mean? Like, fuck that. I'm going to go at him too. And they it's made him look good. Pretty wild. Yeah. yeah, they made Kenny look good. I mean, you know, the the, the Bucks are made, man. The Lucha Brothers, they, I mean, hands down to me, and I love the Usos to death, but the Lucha Brothers, they got to be the best tag team on the planet right now. Oh, and Laredo uh, Kid, <laughs> like Laredo Kid, he, he's insane too. They was doing some wicked shit, and now they got the rematch coming up. Um for the Triple Mania, some of the um, guys over there. And with that being said, what I wanted to ask you and Cam, 
like because I just read that um, Kane Velasquez is going to team up with Cody Rhodes. Now, do you see Kane, you know, coming to AEW, you know, in some capacity, like somewhere down the line? Do we I mean, see what name? To, to do you see Kane, the top of the Kane Velasquez? Because you know Kane is a wrestler now, Trav. Kane wrestles for um, Triple A. Like he's been training that. with um yeah he's been training with Triple A since the beginning of the year I believe or maybe sometime okay. last year Kane retired from UFC okay. training with Triple A. Now okay. do you see Kane coming in in the vein? I mean off the rip off my mind they could bring him in AEW and they could market him you know as their not their version of Brock Lesnar but as the guy that totally destroyed Brock Lesnar. As we all see, like, yeah. When do you do it? It's just a matter of like, what do you wait <clears throat> six months, a year, that year, a thing before Kane Velasquez comes in? I don't know if Kane Velasquez needs to be in there for the first month or so. Mm-hmm. I think you should establish who AEW is without Kane Velasquez before you. Yeah, no, I'm saying before I'm saying you have him coming about next springish, not. You know, not no time soon. Maybe next spring, sure. you know, early something, something like that. Plus, who knows Maybe what his contract stuff is if you say he wrestles for somebody else. But yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, why the hell not? If he's good, you, you, is he any good, Mike? I mean, I don't think he's wrestled yet. I don't think oh. he's had a match yet. You know, I know he's teaming up with Cody oh, well, and someone else. Okay, um, well, I'm well, quite sure yeah, that obviously has to go <laughs> at least well. <laughs> It's really mm-hmm. adequate before we start. So I thought, I, I thought when you said he's signed at Triple A or whatever, he's down there having matches since the beginning of the year. Uh, I mean, he might have. I mean, six, none that I yeah, 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 just none that none that I know of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I heard. I mean, I've heard he's he's you know as far as like, you know, his athletics and him catching on. I heard he's good. I, mean, he's, I heard he's, he's pretty good. We all seen him for the last fifteen yeah. years. But we'll see. It's just one of those things we'll just have to, you know, like yeah. Ronda in a sense. Like, let's hope he, uh, let's hope, let's hope he takes to it. And another thing I wanted to ask you and Cam is how the hell are you guys going to comp, you know, going to comprehend reporting and keeping up with next Saturday night? Fucking Jesus Christ! What's the name? Wait, you what? got this. What? Um, how, how the hell are you guys going to keep up? I don't even know what happens you know, next Saturday night, so I probably keep up by falling. not seeing any of it. <laughs> fight for the Fallen is next Saturday night and the Evolve 10th uh, Anniversary Evolve. Show yeah. on the network. Oh, and that's when the Evolve 10th Anniversary is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's you know, Saturday night. One on the TV, one on the computer, maybe on the iPad. Right. Uh, and they got some fucking heat on that show, man. They yeah. got some Shane heat on that show. And Trevor Lee. Are about to wrestle. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. That's all Who I is this say. promo? Oh, Who shit. is this vignette for? Uh, Shane Swerve Strickland. I forgot his name. I know they still they kept the swerve, but they changed the Shane. Yeah, I think it's repackaging. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and then Trevor Lee, Cameron Grimes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Killian Dane, yeah. Yeah, they got a heavy. They got he a heavy. They got a heavy. Sanity. 
<laughs> they sent the one guy to the UK. It was Killian Bay, and they repackaged him. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Swerve yeah, Scott. So he's who? Who did he? What was his? Shane Strickland. That's Shane. Strickland. Yeah, Shane Strickland. Yeah, so um, that's going to be a heavy cool. deal. Um, I've never seen him. for next weekend. So um, do you think? One show without Sean Yeba, or you think it'll be two high quality, like evenly, you know, dead even shows? Yeah, I think sure, I like guy already. Um, you know, it's a celebration for Evolve and it's a healing out process for AEW. Um, I think they'll both be good, but I think they're I think they're different things. Um, I think they're right, serving absolutely. different audiences. Um, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to the Evolve show just because. You know, in in being cool with with Stokely, like they got me more involved with who the wrestlers were, the things they did, than having that relationship with WWE. I've seen more. So who's gonna pop back up is really interesting to me. Um, so I think that, like, if if you're a primarily a WWE guy, I think you're gonna watch that Evolve show one because of access, and two because you know there's gonna be some familiarity. Um, and yeah. the AEW show, like as as somebody who covers this stuff, I'm really curious to see the strides they're making. Um, but I think the right. casual fan, you know, it's funny. I think the casual fan is probably going to be more into AEW because right. I do think Evolve is like this this unique fraternity type thing. So yeah, um, Man. different audiences. And boy, and then they got that. And then like, they got the brothers of the carrying the AEW card. I mean, Seema and uh, Seema and Kenny, that's going to be blow away. And then they just added MJF. Yeah. They added MJF, Sammy Guevara, and someone else against Joey Janela, Darby Allen, and Jimmy Havoc. So you know those dudes is going to go all out. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot. No pun Like, it's just a great time to wrestling. Like, 
effect Absolutely. for anybody. It is there. I right. mean, it's a great sign of your wrestling watch. Shows you can go to like there's just so right. much access. Um, now with Raw and SmackDown, it got you intrigued now to tune in to see what these guys are going to do and how you know storylines are going to further. I mean, like mm-hmm. I said, as you see, Paul Heyman is super high on Ricochet, and, and that's the um the basis wow. of everything. I believe Cam is like they're trying to like um like put their stamp on younger talent with the bringing up mm-hmm. of street profits and younger hip talent before because you know that's gonna be AEW's lane with the younger yeah. you know, with the younger guys. So I Let's think that's put, what they're yeah. angling for. Let's show and, you our young guys now, like Rick right. Jay, you know, all thirty one years of is like right. eventing wrong. You had heavy machinery. And he's the poster board for it. Uh, he got the body. Down. He got the look. Oh, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, finally. He's the boy for it. It seems like finally they've got heavy machinery clicking. Yeah, and you know, no, heavy machinery made of any bad no wonder that, like that. Yeah, no, and no wonder it's because he's they're connected to Dana Bryan and you know working with them. It's getting them over. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I don't want to say gangbusters, but you know they're they're over. And yeah. you know, four months ago when they were just doing that bullshit and coming out and interrupting the Alexa Bliss's show, and it was just just mm-hmm. terrible, terrible stuff. We're like, wait a second, I've seen these guys get over. Like, just a few weeks ago, why are now they under? Yep. And then here finally they've uh, <clears throat> they've uh, just they've just been working working good matches and good psychology. The good psychology in their matches. And you know what? So, like, you know, the last couple of years, and really, I mean, it kind of started when I was in college with, with Webby, but everybody's like, savage this and savage that, and that dude's a savage and this and that. And I think it's, it's one of those super empty, like, colloquialisms that just don't True. really hold water. Trevor Lee anymore. Yeah, like Trevor Lee, Cameron Grimes is absolutely a savage. He wrestles like a savage, and it's it's fun to watch. <laughs> like the like true definition he, of the word. Yeah, like he does submissions, and he can do high-flying moves, but his looks, the, the, the torque on his facial expression, the way that he hits people, he's absolutely a savage. He is fun to watch. This is a really good match. I I was sold on Strick, uh, Strickland. Uh, what's his name? Isaiah something Scott. Yeah. Uh, as soon as he came down, I got the thing on mute or you know on a three. <laughs> Mario and you know I just see his body language and he do the inset promo and just looks cool and he's got all his confidence. I'm like, oh my! Like no, the guy. way he. The way he stood in the ring after he did that flurry and then hit that drop kick, just the way he was holding his face. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, and wrestle his ass off. So, they're doing it. Woo! So, yeah. So, what else you got, Mike? What else is going on, Mike? Did we lose Mike? I think we lost Mike. We lost Mike. It's so hard. Oh no, my face. Resurrected. 
There you go, Mike. So what else? Resurrected. Resurrected Ooh. like the older. Like Yo, the old he got Undertaker. Over the, look, he got thrown over the top rope. And instead of skinning the cat, he completely. Handsprung. Handsprung yeah. over the top rope. Hands mm-hmm. touched the outside of the apron and completed the front flip. Hand on his feet. What was that? Who that? That's that Swerve. I tell you, yeah, Trav, yeah. I tell you, Trav, that kid, and then that kid's sick. Elbow. He came from. He's, he was yeah. the ML. Yeah, sorry to cut you off, man. He was the uh, MLW yeah. champion a while back. Like, dude is a savage, man. Dude, like ML, I tell you, Trav, that's why you got all the camera. Might be on it, but yeah. I gotta pay attention to MLW because that's where a lot of those talents are coming from. Like they're the first person in the U.S. Just like I tell you, I don't know um, if you heard the conversation last week, Cam. Um, Rich chimed in with me and agreed wholeheartedly. Is a group in um, MLW called Contra Something, and it's um, with Jacob Fatu and it, yo, yo. I kid you, I shit you not. Those dudes, they're a different breed. You hear me? <laughs> Those dudes is different. They remind me of, um, like, just, just, just roughhouse, like, Jesus. that, that, that hand oh. thing and, yeah, but, um, that Jacob Fatu is going to be a star, like, and everybody wants him right now. Everybody is going to that kid. <clears throat> I'm guessing same same family. Yeah, he's um he's actually um that's is Rikishi's Rikishi's nephew. That's that's um Tonga kid's okay. son, Jacob Fox. Okay. Gotcha. He's like he's almost like his uncle Umaga, but, but way more athletic. He actually wow. does the BME. He does the, um, that's one of his finishers. The best moonsault ever. He can actually do it. He got a lot of similarity. Yeah. I hope you're in the double DQ. This is a crazy match. I said at the beginning of this match before they even locked up, why isn't this the finals? Like, what the fuck? Why is this some first round bullshit? It's a crazy first round match. And another question, fellas. Do y'all see, um, do y'all think... Jeff Cobb will end up in AEW, being that his ROH contract is over. He might um, he might roll off the side of the flat earth, so who fucking knows? Yeah, let him sell it. We 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 saw an interview, Mike, where he was on Jericho's podcast talking about flat earth, and uh, I, I just oh, I well, you know, they've just been teaching this stuff as you know since we were kids. I've never been up. I've never been up in a rocket. I've never been up in a spaceship. Like, yeah, because that's how. That's the only way you know. You know. Ooh, that was good. What a match. So basically, it was a buffoon's interview. I know. I saw the fucking text of that part of it when he's talking about. Yeah, but um, I mean, if I was AEW, I'm definitely going after him. Um, Right. Super athlete. They need big guys. Um. Yes, they do. Yeah, uh, they and they don't some have big a lot of singles wrestlers like of color, and so I think that, yeah. that that's a thing that. Well, wow, I don't know if he identified anyway. Um, well, it is well. I think we know. Yeah, we know it's Ken. Yeah, Punk. don't. We do get an email from, from 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 Bruce from Washington, and 
and and one of his first uh, one of his questions is, is matter of fact, a subject is lack of wrestlers of color in AEW, but it's for the yeah. VIP. So if you want to hear that conversation, I mean, they, they, uh, go VIP. They just signed Private Party, um, sure. Black Tag Team. Sure. You know they have um, the Lucha Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Chima. So there's, you know, and then on the women's side, they definitely have, they have women of color. Um, but I think you need to have singles wrestlers at the top of that card a couple. Like that, I think that's sure. absolutely. Uh, I, but they I have no black. Like, let, I also think it's like you know you have to let them be in 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 business for or for a little bit. But certainly it's uh, it's something to like everything in. America. They have no black standouts because they have no black standouts because WWE signed them on. They have no black standouts at all. Because, you know, it's just then they signed them on. It's an awesome truth. Like, there's there's not a a Patrick Clark just sitting there, um, you know, for you to sign. Like, Scorpio Sky, long time vet, is probably. Besides him. Let's not forget about homie in SCU. S-U-C. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scorpio is so like, underrated. Probably, he's the most underrated dude. There. He's very good. Like, but, but what I'm saying is, he's like, underrated. Vet, this is probably where he fits in best. Like, but I'm, I'm going along with what you're saying, Mike. There's not a lot of the just young black singles talent just sitting there. Like, yeah. I, I could see, and, and it sucks to say it, but I don't know if anybody's ever going to want to deal with Leo Rush. Because things keep happening. He just got to shut like, the fuck up and just and just you know what I mean and play politics. You know this 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 business this game is is, is very political and it's like sometimes yeah. you gotta just I ain't saying just go with the poker and token uncle Tom, but yeah, secure that bag, secure your bag. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like boy, like for you to. You know, think you're gonna be digging and um, be lively like you be crazy, like, <laughs> like crazy. You out yeah, of your mind? Crazy right now, by the way. Jesus, <laughs> she's whooping this girl ass. He is killing her. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, oh, um, a few more things, and then I'm off. Yeah. This first being, what does y'all guys take on Jim the Hater Cornette? Fucking just, <laughs> it's just like it's just, it, it, I'm like, yo, this guy's such a fucking yeah, this, he's such a fucking character. Knowing damn well if those guys offer him a contract to come in as the revival's manager, he'll be all game for it. Well, I don't the, think he. Yeah, I mean, pro, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, he did go through this thing on his last show about. uh about um, getting offered a million dollars uh, to, you know, be on anybody somebody's national TV, and and what that would entail, and broke it down to, oh, we were talking about it in Bischoff in the in Bischoff and Heyman in, in that context, like that's a hundred and four nights in a hotel at least, and that's without doing anything besides two sh- the one show, you're uh, you're you're supposed to be on. And then he was like five million, and, and then Brian Lass goes, "Well, what if they offered, you know, five million dollars?" And then he then he does the joke about, "Will you have sex with me for a million dollars?" He goes, "Yeah." Like, "Will you have sex with me for ten dollars?" He goes, "No." What do you think? I'm a whore. He's like, "Yeah." We're just negotiating the price. 
but you know, so there's a limit, or there's a that that there's that's that uh, Ted fucking DiBiase line. Of course, everybody has their price, but you know, for what WWE or something would want to pay you to be on that schedule for a guy that knows exactly what that schedule entails and is fifty, you know, in his mid to late fifties, doing okay by himself. That's a that's a, that's a tough sell, but the fact that you get to manage the fucking best, arguably the best tag team in the world today, and make them, you know, Jim Cornette managing them, and with a real like management behind it, and you know, if if he could stay sane in that environment, Cornette, that is, that could go down as fuck. That'd be fucking legendary. Just the idea of it is 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 legendary. But I just don't see those parts working. <laughs> I think when, for, for all the when obvious he, uh, reasons, <laughs> when he was talking about the Bucks, talking about the chair shot, like I also thought they came across as dicks the way they were interacting with the media about that. Um, but then he gets into like I knew they couldn't run their business, and it's, it's like you really shut the fuck up, like <laughs> you, like what are you doing, dog? Like. I knew from the beginning when I when it was announced. Like yeah, well. Yeah. Corny, like, like, yeah. Which I'm probably going to talk about it, but you know, Rollins and Osprey got on Twitter and there was the apologies and the mutual respect, right, which I right. think is super I was just corny. Ask you guys, like, yeah, I was I just going to ask you guys about it's like, that. It's like it's just it's because it's not real beef, like. Right. Well, Rollins was okay. specific in his apology, though, right? Like, I'm, 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 my bad. I bought the month, bought bank accounts, and that shit. Is yeah, just, not but, my bad. I bought up the fact that I'm better or my company's better. Like that stuff no, yeah, should but, stand. But where nah, I thought it got corny, corny was, yeah, 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 yeah. Where deep. I thought it got corny That's was when he went, you know, look at my bank account. Was like, well, if that's yeah, the fucking, I agree. That, uh, yeah, but I'm not. That's the thing. I'm not yeah. arguing about it being corny or not. I'm saying it's not yeah. real beef. Like, right. it's like what Cornette said about, I knew you would fail at your business. That's real beef. Like, that's you yeah, really like trying you. to mess up my money. That's the kind of stuff that needs apology. Like, right. I, uh, I, think, I mean, it might be a, like the a wrong thing to say, but that's not messing up anybody's business or nah, but it's just hating. It's just hating. Trying to. It's just no, no, hating. no, no. It yeah, is hating. Like, it's hating, Mike. But I don't think Cam. I think Cam's just taking it a step too far. Like he's messing no, up. Hating. Like he's okay, no, what, but, but again, because of his platform, you're saying he knows what he's doing. Rollins, he's big enough to have yeah, an effect. Rollins that kind of thing. Was hating. Like Rollins was hating, saying, "I got more money than you." That's hating. If he turned around How is that and he said. Because, I don't think that's, because this is why. Because no. you saying I'm getting money and you're not is not the same thing as you saying nobody should pay to see you. That's a that's uh, different. That's what you apologize for. That's trying to mess up somebody's money. Money, and yeah. When you say nobody should pay to see you, that's what Cornette's doing. Saying I, I knew you would fail at business. That's hating. Right. I, 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 no, 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 no. It is hating. It is, but I don't know how it goes past hating or just a, a, a strong, you know, vicious maybe opinion to trying to hurt their business and uh, actually right. hurting you, their business. I mean, because he said for years he, he, they shouldn't be getting money. 
Like that, that's that's his MO. Like Yeah. It definitely that's is. What he does to them. I feel like he's salty and he's been salty okay. for all these years because the shit's at AEW Fighter Fest and not Smoky Mountain Fighter Fest. You understand? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, bro, you went under you went under years ago, man. Yeah. You went under mm-hmm. years ago. You was hating on Paul. Yeah. You was hating on Paul Lee because his shit got bigger than yours. You understand what I'm saying? And it's like he's yeah. jealous. To me, he's jealous of Paul Lee to this day. You know what I mean? Because people held Paul Lee as more of a genius than he was. As they were. But when he talks about Paul. But when, he, but when Paul comes up in. When he when Heyman comes up in conversation, he doesn't talk shit about Paul. He might take shots at how he looks, but that's not. It's not a professional. He doesn't talk about his. Matter of fact, it's the opposite. It's Heyman's the only one that knows what he's doing. He when he talk when he talks about the Bischoff and Heyman stuff, he's like, yeah, I understand. Now, bringing like we what we said, like, yeah. we understand the concept. Uh, I mean, why now Heyman that. Oh, sure, sure. I'm yeah, not I think it's about to be the around, but whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, because he certainly did. Yeah, I'm going to give him too much energy. Yeah. But that's, that's what I think about him is, like, he's actually a hater. Yeah. And it's like... I mean, like, yeah, I don't think that's unfair. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't agree with he's a hater. You know what a promo. Yeah, you're goddamn right. I hate this guy. I hate that guy. He's fucking embraced the shit out of that. So I don't think that's right. even uh, that's even but it's like, he's a, he is a hater. It's like mother. It's a, like a lover of things too. That's what gets lost. But it's like homeboy. Like you ain't been hot. You ain't been hot since when? You since Camp Cornet. You been you, 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 It's like you been keeping yourself well, alive. If that's, if that's living what, off if that's other what, people's if blood. That's the, uh, if that's the. Um, but that's just a cop out kind of uh, reaction too, Mike, because. Who the fuck am I to say anything about? I'm just some dickhead with a podcast, uh, you know, because he hasn't been. If that's the case, then nobody who ain't popping should have an opinion. Right? Or an opinion. But that's not just an on his face. Yeah, but I'm a working, like, I'm a working class. Don't get, me straight, don't get me wrong. I understand why the fuck people hate him. I hate him. Yeah. Don't get me and agree with, uh, you know, 75% of the other things. Don't get me twisted. That is my second favorite manager of all time. I have spent right, hundreds of dollars on that context and hate him in the real yeah. life. Yeah, uh, I have spent hundreds of dollars. Like, yeah, I have spent him. hundreds of dollars on court on his um website. He has signed my Midnight Express, you know, scrapbook for me. But as far as like somebody like you, you know what I mean, and what he says, and you know how he tries to. I mean, how he attacks those guys because he don't like their particular staff. You know, his their particular staff ain't his, you know, cup of tea. It's like you, you, you're undercutting other people, and you're trying to deter people from not liking them in your comments and how you talk. But if that's the case, I'm, again, we just, it's just, a, it's just because he's famous and has, you know, 100,000 downloads <laughs> compared to, you know, 5,000. Definitely, I'm giving myself a lot of credit. Um, the difference is because, well, he has a platform, and like, well, you know, we say if if anybody says I hated this, I don't like, even if it's just from a pure hating standpoint, not uh, a rational, 
uh, uh, vicious pure, fuck them and, you know, fuck their mothers and all that. Well, I'm going, I'm not, I'm, I'm going out of my way to tell people because I'm talking so much shit, strong shit to don't buy, don't spend money on that show or that pay-per-view or that wrestler. But you would never say that because I'm just some fucking nobody. Right. But because I'm a nobody, uh, just because he's a somebody, I mean, his opinion is harsh or as irrational as it may be. Doesn't, uh, I don't think he should go as far as to say he's trying to keep people out of business. That's all. But that's yeah. semantics of this thing. And my last, and the last thing I got for tonight, who I think won't be the um, mystery opponent for um, Alistair Black. And that's all I got for y'all for tonight. Who y'all think they're going to feed to him? Because I hear he's another one that aimed in and all those guys are pretty high. Yeah. Ooh, Tyler back, Black, uh, Tyler Breeze is back right now. Oof. Um, all right. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you, man. Who is the mystery, or, the, yeah, who knocked on the door? Any idea, Cam? Who's Cam? He's still there. Says he's there. Oh, hmm. Wait a second, maybe. Yeah, I dropped off like five minutes ago, but you guys were oh. going. So, I don't know. Maybe, like, I'm like, is it is it Rusev sitting there? Um, trying to think of who, like, they have there as singles who wasn't wrestling on their show. Is it too soon for Randy Orton? Um, no. I think that's who it's I think, I think Randy would be a good one in that spot. Um, I mean, if Sami Zayn is there, because um, it wasn't there with KO. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it gets a pay per view, so it could be, you know, could be anybody from either side. Um, I'd say, I'd say Randy Orton. I think Randy Orton's high yeah. on my list of who that could be. Yeah, he hasn't been around for, for a few weeks now. Um, it, it makes sense status wise that after spending all this time with these, <laughs> you know, whatever you want to, however you want to describe the, the Alistair uh, promos. The payoff better be uh, better be worth it. So I, I think Randy, I could talk myself into. And I don't need to talk myself into it too much, but I, I think that's that's certainly worthy of his first program. Assuming, hopefully not assuming, not presuming too early, but assuming he he wins, uh, Alistair wins the feud. Uh, that's definitely that's definitely a good way to show up. Show up first matches with Randy. You know, it's a little backwards. First matches on a damn gimmick pay per view, but their match doesn't have to be again. It could be the one straight match on the on the show, or one of you know one of few. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm going Orton. I don't I don't even know who makes sense as a backup as a like. Well, if it's not Orton, then uh, then who? Way up there. Um, they already did. I don't know. They already got Shinsuke working with the uh, with Balor. It seems like. Uh, yeah, Lars is hurt. Think Bruce said, uh, Lars is hurt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Corbin's busy. It's not going to be Strowman or Lashley. 
I'm not going to be Drew. Hmm. Yeah, I think, I think Randy's a solid a solid choice. What about uh, backup? Strowman, Strowman, and Lashley. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean Shelton's there. I don't know if it's gonna be a Shelton. Um, it's gotta be somebody serious. Yeah, but again, like Shelton was at the the final promo on the show. You know, it's hard to say. <laughs> you put a lot into that. This is that place specific. And they asked, "There's why ask Shelton Benjamin about the WWE title match?" And nobody He's else was the there. Little there. Wow. <laughs> wow, Tyler Breeze just hit the most weird, crazy, cool black guy on Roger Stone. Yeah, that was. That was. He's bringing in this match, flying around. Forearm off his apron. Running forearm was really good. Uh, but yeah, Strowman and Lashley. That spot, that angle, the, how, what, what, what did you think of that? Were you watching live? Did you. I, I like how they sold how serious it was the rest of that show from, you know, from, like, faces. And I got this the next show. I thought it looked cool. I thought the way it was shot was cool. I like that there are two guys who hate each other. I'm like, damn, is, is, is he going to make uh, Strowman Mike Awesome minus the, you know, problems with Mike Awesome? Is he going to make Bobby Lashley Mike Awesome? Like, I like those two wanting to kill each other. I'm, I'm here for that. So I didn't I turned the show on a few minutes in and it's already the match is happening, right? And they're like, Oh, we're kicking things off with the uh, no falls or false count anywhere, blah blah blah. And I don't remember what I, I was doing, but I but I went to I went to do something or had it on mute or whatever, but it was on my on my laptop so it was kinda hidden if I walked away, it wasn't on the T V in the living room. And I tuned back in, and, you know, they're standing there, and they're doing the somber voice. And I'm like, what? So, so, but, you know, because it's WWE, you just know, you don't know anymore, because they do that so much for gimmick shit like this. And it, I had to, like, Wait, and I, so I didn't see it until the replay. I didn't see it live. I came back. The first thing I saw live was them doing the sad face stuff at the announce table, the three of them, Cole, Renee, and, and Corey. And uh, so, yeah, I had to kind of piece it together. It didn't take long before I realized, like, okay, nobody's, like, hurt for real. Like, that was my first, like, like is everything okay? That was my first reaction. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, like, okay, okay, they're in se- selling sad mode, not actual sad mode, and it was pretty obvious once the replay hit. So. But that, but I thought it was, well, I thought it was cool. Like you said, it's a really a cool spectacle. Is that the first time we've seen a a blow up? That's the first time a show stopped for twenty minutes. But is that the first time we've seen like a, a blow up, boom, 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 fireworky kind of uh, explosiony gimmick since the Jeff Hardy uh, <laughs> pyro fuck up mishap thing happened when he was when I think it was Matt ended up being the guy stalking him and making his life hell, running him off the road and weird shit. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. It's been, it's been, it's been a while. Yeah, see like a big. 
Cena got like somebody got choke slammed. Like didn't Big Show choke slam Cena into a big like state like a spotlight? Like off the pay per view off the mm-hmm. side of the ramp, right into a spotlight. And I think we got some pew 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 pew, but just not on the level of what we got Monday night. <laughs> that was yeah, you know, it was a lot. Okay. And if anything, it was that that let me know. Join the conversation. Yes, sir. Uh, undefeated air racking up another win. Man, I don't know if y'all seen the Adam Cole um little video um thing that they um, showed yeah. part two. When <laughs> Paul was on his real asshole shit. Really gonna be NXT champion? <laughs> Told him to give up on their dreams. <laughs> yeah, crazy. he told them all to give up on their dreams. Like, no, it's not happening. <laughs> like, the boy gave y'all confidence. He came here, let y'all hold the title, getting y'all hopes up. And <laughs> no, that'll never happen. I said, wow. Amazing. I appreciate yeah, I the that. fact that Roddy is like the tension with that. It's not. It seems to be gone, yeah. right? Like they're just back to being a cohesive team. They're winning, and not all. It just goes. It just goes to say, like you know, hey, not all. Uh, like some teams have some problems. Don't expect everything to be a turn. So when mm-hmm. you do get it, it just makes it more special. I just yeah, it's just the little things NXT does. Like, hey, that can be a part of tension. Can be a part a part of a story, and it doesn't lead to breaking up and everybody goes their separate ways. Yeah, think, because you know, three four months ago, we, you know, eventually. We, we're talking about you know them being uh, singles guys and this that, and the other. Yep, because it eventually lead to a breakup eventually, just like you understand why Russell. Now the story come out. Now you understand why Russell Westbrook really hated Kevin Durant for a while because of the slime ball shit that he did to them. What did he <laughs> do? So, what? Whoa, what did KD do? 
went to lunch with them um, guys um, the day before, telling them how he going, uh, that he's going to sign back and all this stuff. The night before then, the next day, go and hang out with Golden State and talking about he's signing with them <laughs> and didn't even call them boys or none of that. After they don't pay and went out to eat with him and all this, they hung out and everything, and he never called them or said anything afterwards. Oh yeah, that's not that's not cool. Yeah, so it all it so, all. So um, so wait so, so wait so wait just real quick before we get into wrestling. So Kawhi's a Laker. Is that did that happen? Nope. Still waiting. Or is he? Nope. Is he? Oh, okay. But there. He's but, about to be a raptor. <laughs> but somebody's a net. Somebody important. A couple of important people are nets, right? Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving went to the nets. Yeah, Kevin right. Durant and Kyrie. That's what I'm not happy about. Um. Yeah. But yeah, it, well, I don't it don't mean it's gonna be good. No time soon. His ass out the east. And we couldn't get Jimmy Butler, but in lieu of that, I'm more hurt about fucking JJ going, man. Oh, like, man, I, you'd be I, all right, man. Y'all I mean, feeling feel like good him. right now. I like him as a player. I, I, I thought he, he fit. We gigantic now, though. <laughs> we, we big as shit. And we got that Richardson guy, and, and you know, we, we got something for Butler. I, I thought, all said and done, the Sixers was like, hey, I'm I'm happy. We're better. We're, we're probably better. And that's all you can ask for. We're pretty damn good. Yep. All you need now is just on being semi to uh, finally start working on the job. Oh, we need a bench. We, that's what the fuck we need. Our bench was garbage last year. As far as, like, scoring wise our production didn't come from a starter. We didn't get much offense. So we need a score. We need some, we need some, we need some offense off the bench. That's what we need. So, but, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, for the first time in a long time, I'm, I'm interested in basketball and paying attention to the moves and all that kind of stuff. So that's what's up. That's good for everybody. Hey, that's big. So, yeah. That's big right there. I thought Sam would keep up with Kawhi. You know, look like he's going back to Toronto. You know, ex Spurs. I mean, young man got to do what he got to do. Yeah. <laughs> what if you I always want these guys to get their money. <laughs> okay, we're going to have this match now. To get their money. Oh, let's have it. Piper don't beat this fish the fuck up. But other than that, man, um, I was listening to what y'all were saying. I um, I agree. I like um, some of the stuff that they, uh, what Paul Heyman was doing. I like how he's raising up the status of uh, Ricochet and the United States title by main event in two weeks in a row. Good turn, good first program would be for Ricochet to work with AJ. And um, I don't know who would come out the victor in that uh, rivalry because, like y'all was saying earlier, the club for a year been not uh, getting any victory. You would love to see mm-hmm. them come out as victory 
uh, with victories and become the heel faction that I think they probably need on Raw because ain't no um no big heels in WWE right now. If you think about it, like there's no real legitimate threat. So I would like to see them do something with them and make them into a serious threat. Like they run through a couple of people. What y'all think about that? Well, sure. I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm always interested yeah, in, uh, 100%. you know, uh, somebody catching fire and, and, and being dominant, especially guys like that who, you know, are, are, are good at what they do. But real quick, to an angle that I don't think has, has been taken, what happens when – when when things like what you just said, I like how what Paul Heyman did, blah blah blah. What happens when that starts becoming the prevailing sentiment, especially on Raw, where Heyman is? And what happens when the ratings start ticking up, and people on Twitter and elsewhere and start giving Heyman credit? Do you think Vince is just gonna? That's just gonna be. Well, it's just gonna be, a uh, smart Vince man will be like, well, I was the one who brought you, you guys this, and take, he can still take all credit for it, especially with the um, people behind the scenes who he will really want to credit for. Publicly anyway. and on Twitter, though, Darrell. But I don't think he cares about what people ago. say on Twitter. I don't think he cares about what people say on Twitter and stuff like that. I just think that's a Twitter thing. For hardcore fans who be thinking that they what they be saying really be making some um, appeal on him, I don't think he cares. The only reason why he started acting anyway was because the people behind the scenes put the pressure, not because the fans been fans been talking crazy about Vince for years now, going on almost fifteen plus yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, so true. That don't mean nothing for somebody like Paul. That could mean something for him and how he do things. They could get him more status. So he's the one that should be using it. But Vince worrying about that? Nah. Okay. But I would. I guess that's my whole thing, though. I was wondering, like, was Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are they gonna be under bosses, or are they gonna be? Like middlemen. I mean, yeah. If if you listen to to Raw, it sounded like Vince and Paul were sitting next to each other. Uh, Paul Heyman, you know, called the show, um, and Vince didn't interfere. So, I mean, as long as you know things don't trend downward, I think that's going to be the case. I'm way more interested in his approach with Eric Bischoff, though, because. Creatively, like, we've seen Paul Heyman be successful. We've seen him, you know, kind of run SmackDown, um, even under the WWE umbrella. So it's going to be interesting, I think more interesting to see where Eric Bischoff fits in because we don't know him to be X's and O's guy, X's and O's guys for, for wrestling show. We know him to be bring these people in. This is the general idea. Let's let it go. So, well, yeah, I, I, have mean, to I, mean, kick, I have to kick against that, what y'all was saying, though. Eric Bischoff okay. have had some creative, um, some creative stuff that he have put in, like the Elimination Chamber when he was doing the uh, um, some of that's the not, stuff that he did early, that's, early that's deep, exactly, um, WCW. But Darrell, 
But Terrell, your first example is something that we're exactly saying he's good at. Big ideas, yeah. not week to week wrestling storytelling. But, but see, Hell in the, the Cell is a big is, idea. I, I think people mixing for up. Fifteen years. People mixing up the what what cost him in WCW was he was good for the week to week stuff. He was bad on the business end, and then the business end started interfering with the week to week stuff. When you start giving everybody, when you start giving people. Creative they, control. They did what they wanted. They, they started doing with their stuff. own shit. Nash and those guys were fucking booking their own shit. Hogan was booking his own shit. That's, that's, that's the business. That's the business end though, because he was giving that's, people that's the, week the ability week. to have. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's week week the week to week storytelling. He left to somebody else. He wasn't doing that, or he was. I mean, I'm sure he was involved, but that wasn't like. Maybe it was. I, I probably don't know what I'm talking about as far as Bischoff, but I, I did not think that was Bischoff week to week. You know, it was people giving them ideas. And, he was signing these guys and, and, giving, and them, them giving them creative control yeah. and they contracted yeah. around. Like, I hope so that was fucking him up. I give him credit for for understanding that having cruiserweights on his show was advantageous. Like, I give him credit for the ideas of, like you said, like an elimination chamber. Like, those, those are good ideas. What I'm saying is, like, like, the actual stories outside of the NWO invasion were not very good. Like, and I'm saying this as somebody who's gone back and watched them. And, and I'm not even saying, but, like, Vince McMahon is the best storyteller in wrestling in the world. I'm merely saying that this is something that Paul Heyman is clearly better at than Eric Bischoff. Like that, that's kind of my point. We've seen Paul Heyman yeah. succeed in this role in his company and in WWE. So I guess I'm saying I, I don't – I'm curious to see if the way that Vince McMahon kind of uh, general managed Raw, if it's the same thing that will happen with SmackDown just because um, – and even if – even if we go with the idea that Eric Bischoff was good at it, he hasn't done it in 20 years. Like that has that's happened. That's true. And, and so now that's the weakness. You know, that now that's the weakness. Now that's the weakness. But remember, now everybody had their flaws and everybody had their strengths and weaknesses. That's his weakness. But um, even when you listen, because um, I know Trav, you listen. Um, you like Jim Cornette, and you listen to him, and mm-hmm. um, you listen to some of the other people uh, who were uh, working in creative. When Bishop first came up, and how they said how it used to be, and how he would listen to everybody and take all the ideas, and then they would put the show together and use them all like that, and put it together like that. He a good idea person. That's something you can't take away from him. So yeah, that's what we've been saying. Okay. Good ideas and being able to put it together. Him focusing on that alone. And not having to worry too much about the business end, like signing people and all this other stuff, that could probably help with some of the weaknesses that, you know, sure. that he had with, like, the storytelling. Like, if you put strong individuals underneath him that's good at storytelling, like, they keep some of the best story writers who are good with storytelling, who want to tell more long-distance stories, because, like yeah. Eric has said in multiple right. interviews, he want to do longer stories, so they'll probably put the people under him. That's always been his the, the knock on him, though. Like he doesn't know how to finish his long stories. He, he doesn't have. He has a good idea, 
and can't finish him. That's the other knock against him beyond not being a, only being a really good at being a big ideas guy. His creative week to week stuff starts off the stuff that he is known for. It does. It starts off good, but his middle and his certainly his ends are not good. And, and that could be a that could be that could be yeah, but right, right. But that could have been a a re- that could have been a lot of reasons for that because, like you said, if he had a ton of shit going on, which he did, like now he doesn't have to worry about infrastructure, signing people, uh, uh, attitude problems, who's on what drugs, <laughs> you know, whatever the fuck they had to all to deal with in '95 and to, to 2000. Uh, really quick, uh, Piper Nick yeah. and Rhea Ripley just beat the shit out of each other. They did, and uh, again, that was a fight. And it was a good finish and a clean. Somebody had to win, and that's all. I, that's all. Really I good. Yeah. But yeah, both those guys, yeah. uh, Darrell and Travis, both Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff, in top roles where they don't have to cut the checks. That's ideal. Yes, for for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, for for two different <laughs> reasons, but still very much so. That that's ideal. Yep. Yep. It's like you have your, your homeboy who's good at something, but he bad at money. You keep him away from, he, as long as you can keep him away from the money, yeah. you good at it. You mm-hmm. keep him alive. Exactly. You know what I mean? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey here's, here's this program. You go in and fucking design all our uh, all our uh, all our media, and you're in charge of social media, all that kind of shit. You stay away from the till, motherfucker. <laughs> you ain't collecting tickets. You ain't nothing. Just <laughs> <laughs> My question would be is because I think Eric Bischoff would want to be different, want to be far away from Paul and how Paul's taking it and stuff like that. And you see how he's building characters like the Ricochet and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure Paul wouldn't want somebody like Ricochet who he's building and who he's strong on. He wouldn't want him on SmackDown. So I'm looking at it as, and I want to get y'all opinion on it. Do y'all see this as finally we get a real roster split? I'm talking about brand split. Like, you get to see more wrestlers on there. You don't keep seeing the same people every week on both shows and stuff like that. Do we finally get that? I'm not predicting it, no. I'm not predicting that we do or don't. If I have to err on the side of history. Yeah. I mean, maybe because we're on different networks, and they might have to. And Vince's rationale for this wild card shit would have been, well, let's get this out of the way while we can, you know, kind of thing. Like he knew this, you know, knew six weeks ago. Well, this won't last forever, even if we didn't have weren't going to Fox. Like this couldn't last forever. So let's just do it now while while we can. And yeah, whatever. And think- another thing, I ask you guys then. I want to go back to separate pay-per-views. They don't have to add more pay-per-views to do it, but I'll prefer to go back to separate pay-per-views and just keep keep the big yeah. four, big five, together. But because Every, you know I, you want to see an end in place the storyline. That's, that's why I say that. I, I I yeah. I just don't. I just remember what it was like watching those SmackDown and Raw only pay-per-views. They weren't great. They weren't even barely good sometimes. They were one-match shows, and 
they were, you know, maybe with Heyman and higher on the creative, well, the stuff underneath the one, you know, the big main event stuff would be worth watching and stuff. But, again, just erring on the side of history, what WWE is known for. I mean, just think of the big times when we had separate pay-per-views in 04 and 05 or in 03 and 04, and then again in like whenever it was. 14, 15, or whatever. I don't remember. They weren't. That was yeah, not a I'm good stretch for the people. I'm looking at that man's number of events too. Events not caring about everybody. And nowadays, in the predicament that they're in, now you got to start building more people. You got to build a ricochet. And I'm looking at the pay per view structure now. Look, you get you get so many pay per views that people not even know. We don't even know if Finn gonna be on this next pay per view. You don't. If you're gonna have um. Alistair Black on these pay-per-views, you don't know if he's going to be, if he gonna be well, on there, how long his match what, will be. I tell you what, if they did it the way you'd, you'd, you'd uh, ideally want, that would put the pressure on them to only have at max three-hour pay-per-views for, for these single brands. Yeah. Ain't no way you could have a four-damn, four-and-a-half-hour SmackDown-only pay-per-view. You wouldn't want that. You just no. So so they would maybe start booking their pay per views like takeovers at two 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 and a half two forty five again three hours max. And, it and, makes if, they, it more and if they start them all at seven Eastern, you know that that's uh, that helps. And when you had a pre show, because I heard y'all talking about the pre show of AEW. That started making you um, take your pre-show different because even if you make the pre-show, maybe that's a storyline that you're telling with somebody up and coming that you want to showcase a little bit and just give a test and see how they are to potentially maybe be a TV star that you can right. grow. You don't with. test that's somebody out on a pre-show, on a, on, a, on a show that's – test people out on house shows and in front of Oh, I don't mean that type of thing. I'm just talking about see how they perform on these bigger shows. There's a place. You just don't want your pre-show to be a joke. And that seems to be... I don't remember what the pre-show for All In was last, last September, but I don't remember hearing about it like we have for Double or Nothing or Fighting for Fighting. And it's been all yeah. bad. <laughs> and I and I heard y'all talking about um um Shane um uh, uh, not Shane but um what's his name um um Jim Cornette and I and and, and Cam I was well, we here, you talking about explaining hate and stuff like that. Now when you say what um what, um Jim Cornette did was hating because he was hurting money. Would you say the same thing, um, similar to what Co- uh, Cody did to to Bailey? Because calling Bailey out and stuff like that, even though you hyping somebody else up, you hurting her money too. <laughs> Wait, what did Cody say about Bailey? Her money with her character. Saying we have By a better version. Of, saying we have a better version of you, like saying that this is the more authentic version of you. That's definitely hating. But again, like. I'm talking about very specific words. 
if anybody says about anybody else, I knew you didn't know how to run a business. You're trying to hurt their money. Like that's that's pretty cut and dry. Like there's no I knew you could not run a business is directly trying to, to hurt someone's money. Whether you well, have the ability to do it or not is irrelevant. Because, you know, yeah. But again, it's, it's, like, I, I understand I, it's level to it, but when you mm-hmm. when we talking about let's be real with it, um, when we all talk about let's be all real with it, I know you were talking about the savage coming, and we're going to talk about something like that. Being real with everything, it don't matter. When you fuck up my money, no matter how you fuck up with it, you can fuck it up, Agreed. you can try to fuck my money up the way Jim Cornette fucking up somebody's money, or you can fuck it up on the sly, like how uh, Cody could you can say he was well, fucking up on Twitter where her character is how she makes money. Sure, sure. And, and, and I would say along those lines, like Seth Rollins saying that Ricochet is a better Will Ospreay is the same thing. Yeah. Will Ospreay saying I'm the best wrestler and Seth true. Rollins is the same thing. Like, like I understand what you're saying. I think that there's one or two or three steps in between the conversation that those people had. But you see, people hate it when yeah. um, Seth Rollins said that, though. That, that's the point. Well, some people, people did. Some that, they were, they were clear sides. Like, that was a, that was a part of what turned out. Like, oh, look at the look at the division. Yeah, that's why it caused because it was one of those. I think. Yeah, because people feel yeah. like that. Yeah, but but like, and then Darrell, I'm again, I'm not disagreeing with you, um, but I I think oh, I that's more like, I think that's more like a a um, an after effect of you saying something negative about somebody. But again. Saying you don't know how you can't run a business, that's directly tied to the amount of money you make. Like that's that's what you're saying. Like and I don't I mean if somebody said after TNA's second show that Jeff Jarrett, uh, I knew you didn't know how to run a business, that's trying to hurt Jeff Jarrett's money. Now somebody <laughs> they just they just would have happened to have been evidence right. <laughs> looking at impact wrestling saying, Why is this a thing? Like, how does this thing still exist? Like, that's, right. that's a different conversation. But, it, it, I mean, there's yeah. levels to it, but I just think, like, there's there's hate, I just to ask there's attacks on people, and then there's specific verbiage to say, like, I don't want your money to be right. And to me, that's what that was. And, and granted, if, yeah. if somebody with 10 followers or 10,000 followers says it, it's the same thing. Like, it's not just because it was Jim Cornette that I think it was that. He's just somebody I know to have a strong dislike for them, and so that's mm-hmm. why his words were made public. That's what that is. Yeah, that's true. But also, I put sometimes what Jim Cornette say because you got to think about it like this, too. Them type of haters make people money also because I put him in the, um, in the league of uh, Skip Bayless, who made money off of being a hater. And hating people and saying some of the similar stuff that Jim Cornette Who is is benefiting directly from Skip Bayless or any of Stephen A. Smith or any of the shit-talking sports people? Besides the companies maybe that they they work for. A a lot of people people who come up and now they can be on these debate shows and make these type of money. The Shannon Sharps coming on there, being able to be on that show. Now he needs oh, making even so more money than other he people was. to do what they do. I thought you meant like the people they talk shit and, about oh, were benefiting. I'm talking directly. about and, and 
listen to Skip hate on LeBron for years, brought people back to LeBron when they turned LeBron Hill when he went to the Heels. Um, too, when he started hating on Chris Bosh and calling him soft, that made him more money. It it, it made T.O. money outside of the NFL when they blackballed him out because how much Skip hated him. And people and, and it was a lot of people who started standing up and saying they respect T.O. and how he played. Yeah, I just think that's the bit of a stretch. So, all right. But on that note, though, we we're gonna get the fuck out of here. So we're gonna leave it on that 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 wide ass stretch that you just that you just made. Um. So yeah. So that does it for us this week. Appreciate everybody's uh, input and their communiques. Um. Uh, appreciate uh, Rashad out in uh, Louisiana chiming in for the first time. Thanks everybody. Um. Free folks, that does it for, for you guys, VIPs. Click over. Rich and I will be by for another hour or so of content. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read Bad Luck Chuck. We'll probably talk about that, plus the happenings of the week. Maybe uh, follow up on some of the conversation we had here. Uh, Rich and I will do. So, until then, that's Cameron. I'm Travis. We gone. <laughs>